Showtime. You know, you know one that says push the button that I push the button. Push you the know button. That. Probably push all the buttons tonight. <laughs> we, got some, we got some outlaws with us. Well, their accents are worse than ours, so it could get hairy. So we're right on time, 8 p.m. Central Time here. Jim, what's the title of the show? The title of the show is WSW 240, Not Your Grandparents' Paranormal Conspiracy. Is that okay with the uh, Great America guys? Sure. We'll go with that one. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good for everyone. Love that graphic. Excellent. Made a couple of them just for funsies. See what we got. Ooh. Love the mashup. Let me rewind the tape. We'll get the intro going again. With the sound plan. It'll be about 10 minutes and we'll be back with Grimerica.
share the link on all the social medias. Letting everyone know we're live now. About another minute here. We'll be at our destination.
got it. Great. You also need to pledge your soul to Bafflement. This god that we all worship. Are we getting two of the Rockfins tonight? Crazy Verify that. We're closer to our destination now, somewhere in Canada, I think, is where we're landing. A little trip to paranormal Canada tonight. The weather's always nice in paranormal Canada, right here. Is that up in the Pacific Northwest area? Central Canada? I've never been to Canada. I've never crossed the border. I've been a couple of times. A was beautiful, a beautiful place. Beautiful border. Beautiful border. Is there a fence up there? Yeah, there's a fence, and uh, it was easy getting in and harder to get back out. They were checking uh, IDs and whatnot, but that was years ago, so I'm sure it's gotten a lot worse now. Do you have to be a certain age to get into Canada? That's a good question. Checking your birthday. Depends on where you come from. Right. Oh, I'm over in Minnesota. Uh, you'll be fine from the States, yeah. Okay. Close to Fargo. I've been to Fargo a couple of times. McDonald's is just like any other McDonald's anywhere. I think they pay more than the Fargo McDonald's. What's the minimum wage up there? I don't know. Bucks. That's pretty much at parity with uh, U.S. prices. Yeah, except it costs everything costs a lot more up here. So, it's the standard of living is getting worse and worse up here. I don't know how it's, it's waking more people up right now. The government and how un unaffordable everything is uh, than any kind of anything else right now. It's getting yeah. ridiculous. Used to go, all these books would have the U.S. price and the Canadian price, and there'd be such a huge difference. And now I think it's just what's the global price of the thing. Yeah. Yeah, they keep talking about inflation. You know, it's not going up as fast as it was, but everybody can see it. It's, it's you know, it's, it's doubling. It's, it feels it, like it. Yeah, it's hilarious. They, they, they claim the inflation in, in small percentages, but we can all remember just a few years ago that gas was not $6 a, a gallon. And two dollars to six dollars is not fifteen percent or four percent or whatever they try claiming when they're in the fucking Senate hearings. Like that, that's three hundred percent. Yeah, I think gas gas for us is probably I would I don't know what Darren thinks. I think it's probably the least vi visible as far as like inflation. I know it, it goes up and down, depends on what province you're in, but food is really what's what's kicking everybody in the teeth right now it feels like food and rent and mortgages what do you think darren yeah that's probably accurate and like heat and electricity i mean yeah it's expensive winter's expensive especially you know we have a carbon tax up here guys like i know it's just like a conspiracy down there in the states you hear about these carbon taxes mm -hmm. we've had it for a while we pay like 100 bucks a month probably at least uh, in, oh in carbon tax and that goes it just flitters away through the government's hand, and maybe some of it comes back into their pocket. Who knows? But it's uh, it's a joke. 
it's a huge scam. Yeah. I'm here in Washington state and uh, the governor just passed something, a bill in Seattle where it's a moratorium on uh, new gas service. If you're building a house, you can't get natural gas anymore. It's just crazy. Oh, that's You're trying to outlaw it for the whole state. It's just insane. So what do you get? This electricity then? This electricity? Yeah, just electricity. And prices are sky high with electricity. So how do they make the electricity? Yeah, here Hydro in the last <laughs> yeah. Is it hydroelectric in, in Washington? Or? Uh yeah, but they want to shut down like four dams. Well, what do they how do they expect to get all this electricity then? I don't know. Buy it from uh somewhere else buying foreign natural gas i i have no idea there's it hasn't been thought through it's just a it's a they aren't from down here because they're blowing up the dams down here too <laughs> they are buying it from us same yeah. problem it's just insane it wasn't thought out it's going to put people out on the street i think you know <laughs> people that already can't afford to pay for food or heat are now gonna, you know, move to move into their cars. I guess <clears throat> it's good good time to think about alternative energy sources for yourself. You know, even off grid living, even when you're still on the grid, is the way I like to to think about it. You know, it's hard to jump right off grid, but you should definitely have options. Yes. It's difficult to even think about the alternatives to the power grid if we don't even know what electricity is. It goes in a battery, and then we just turn the battery on, and things just work. But where does where does the electricity come from? How does a battery function? And do Tesla trucks rust just like every other truck? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Those stainless steel trucks. That's not rust. very stainless steel is it it's like every, you gotta keep them clean otherwise they might corrode a little quicker than, than you want them to yeah every delorean i've seen with that brush stainless steel look has been in a museum not driving on the road it's 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 just perfect <laughs> and shiny but it's in a museum and it, and it doesn't drive anywhere and it won't rust because it's in a museum so these tesla trucks belong in museums of failed vehicle designs probably but are we there yet? Are, are no, people still waiting for Elon Musk to save us? Dude, you're just like, you're just like jumping. Like, I don't know if you watch the show, but like, this is like a point of contention between Graham and I because Graham's a huge Elon apologist. I'm not an Elon apologist. I'm not. You're just a little Elon apologist. Just a little one. Not even. I just think he makes good quality, better quality products than, than the other cars and stuff, right? Then That's who? all. Oh, then, then most of the then other who? cars you see, like he, you know, I, I just think he's I'll take my he, he does a better job at manufacturing the stuff, but I, I I still think he's you know he's he's trouble. Like his 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 truck doesn't go through like two inches of snow. His his battery, the the Tesla wall pack, while everybody thinks that that thing's awesome, the only thing that that's really for is people that live in the city that have that tiered electrical system where the power is super expensive. <laughs> during the day and they live off of that tesla wall and then at night it charges up when the electricity is cheap so that thing has a very even uh discharge and recharge and that's not an off-grid thing at all it's not a very good product at all like 
if you tried living up in the way I do off that thing, you'd be tanked. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about off grid. I'm just talking about uh, for what he's trying to do. You know, I was considering one of those new lithium. Cause you can get like the lithium 12 volt now for like a thousand bucks or like 800 bucks. And, uh, that's probably pretty decent for the camper. It's probably pretty. I mean, I haven't looked into recharging them yet, but definitely better than what I'm running now. I'm so assuming. With your with your phone, you understand. If I take my phone and I'm charging it up halfway through, is that good for the battery? No. Right, and that's because that's a lithium battery. So if you're living off grid, the idea then is, is that you're not completely discharging your power on a nightly basis or on a daily basis, that you have a bank of power that's going to last you quite a bit. And then depending on the sunlight throughout the day or wind or whichever uh, power that you're putting in is going to vary that quite a bit. You know, you're going to get some power coming in, your, your recharge is going to be real weird. So those lithium batteries are really not an off a good off grid option. Uh, the uh, nanocarbon batteries are really awesome. Uh, those sealed nanocarbon batteries are pretty awesome. Uh, those lithium ones are just they're city things. Like they're okay if you're just uh, on a backup. You need your computer to run for the weekend because the city power went out on a bat on a blackout or something like that. They're really not a very good system. It's sad because didn't Tesla drive from Canada to the States uh, in an electric car way back when in the early 1900s, powering it from the ether or wherever, the ionosphere? And now we've, uh, oh, maybe that's a hoax. I don't know. Somebody says it was a hoax here. Well, everything is a hoax in 2024 until yeah. proven to be true. Yeah. That's with AI generated everything. You know, we used to call it Photoshop challenges and we'd, create these um magazine covers for people and we kind of fool people with them but now everything is just for fun it's ai generated and now we don't know who the time person of the year is because everybody's time person of the year on their own ai generated magazine cover so now in terms of news media and journalism and trying to figure out if things are real as an actually happened event or not is has gotten a lot more challenging not even in terms of just crime or politics story but in this case of a radio tower that went missing in alabama have you heard the story no i haven't but darren and i were just talking about this exact thing as well about how hard it is to uh, discern what's going on these days Right. And this is probably the last call for old school broadcasters to figure out, you know, are they going to continue to run on AM or FM radio stations? Is there even a reason to do so if everything's going to be iHeartMedia streaming through an app on your phone? And you guys have been doing this for over 10 years now, right? Starting in what, 2013 or 14? Yeah, 2013, yeah. So you've been kind of over that changeover period where people didn't quite know what a podcast was maybe. And now Joe Rogan is back to podcasting on Apple, I think. And it is Spotify exclusive. Do you guys have thoughts about that? 
Uh, good for him. I mean, really. I mean, if someone waves a hundred million dollars in my face to go exclusive to Spotify, I'll fucking see her on Spotify. If I'm being honest, I mean, and and even better for him that he's able to come back on the terms that he's able to come back on, where he's gonna now he gets twice as much money and he gets to put it out on whatever platform he wants. I mean, I don't know how that works out. I really don't. But uh, so I guess that's a win for podcasters everywhere. Or a win for, it it's a win Joe for Brogan. someone for podcasters for sure, I'd say, and and whoever's power, whoever the power is that be behind Joe Rogan and his little cabal are. I don't know who those people are. I seem to agree with them on a lot of things and less on okay. others. If I had to pick a cabal to like be running it, I guess it's that one. But Elon is still the one who's kicked me off of Twitter and won't let me back on. So, <laughs> and then I was thinking, well, you know, we, me, Graham, and I had this theory that it was that that I'm stuck in this AI box because I like if I do an appeal, I'll get a response within like thirty minutes. You know, sometimes within three minutes. You know, to vary sometime within. Three minutes and 30 minutes, I'll get this generic response that basically says, no, it's not happening. But uh, I had a new account, and uh, I just got a, a suspension there, too. So we're saying something that was pretty, uh, I mean, I don't know. It seemed like, for one thing, it was the AI that got me, obviously, because it happens like a second, right? It happens like the second I hit the tweet, Bam! Pop out comes up, and it's like, no, nah, no, nah, you can't say say that. And uh, technically, I think I can under my freedom of expression laws in Canada, which I guess Twitter doesn't have to operate under, but they say that they do, right? He's his whole thing is that as much free speech is legally, you know, possible. So I don't know. I guess, and then. That to layer that in because so what what I said was I, I implied that a politician should you know because it's one of these guys going off about um overpopulation so I'm just uh, like well, I implied that they should hang themselves then if they want less people but I didn't even I know that's probably right if you say hang yourself that you're gonna get a suspension so I said I put Hanja Youssef so it almost looked like an Islamic name like it was like H A N G E and then capital Y-O-U-S-E-F. And and I even had a little exante goo on the E, you know, like a little line on top. And boom, fuck, it nailed me in a second. So uh, it got me 12 hours. It was 12 hours after I corrected my speech by deleting the tweet. So, um, you know, is it classy to tell politicians to hang themselves when they're implying that other people should, I guess? we got They're implying that we got to get rid of some people somewhere, somehow. And I guess, you know, and the other dicey thing is that in Canada, the government is killing, you know, it's like the fourth leasing cause of death in Canada is this medically assisted death by the government. The government just sends someone over to your house, they shoot you up with some shit, and you just die. And that, you know, it's up to 4% of our deaths now are, are government-induced. And it's a big thing up here because it started off as, oh, well, you're old and you're, you know, you got a terminal disease. So 
you know, maybe you'd rather do that than ride out some butt cancer. But uh, it turned into this thing where now they're like, you want to do it for kids. And now it's like, oh, you're a little mental. And it's just like, it's happening at the same time as our healthcare system is collapsing. So you can just see what they're doing. It's like, it's just cheaper to kill someone. So we straight we up Logan's thing. run, right? Yeah. We had a thing here where we had a disabled vet that was trying to get like this, this thing installed in her house so she could go up from the main floor to the top floor. You know, those little like side wheeler things that go up the side of the stairs, a little handy, uh, handicap chair thing. And those, are yeah, those are expensive. Those are like, I guess, those are like 30, 40 grand to put in. You got to put in the whole thing. The lady in Gremlins. So they were like, Well, have you, have you considered just killing yourself? And I mean, yeah, that's that's where we're at. So um, when my politicians, and this is the leader of a political party that is very supportive of the MAID program in Canada, say things like, There's too many people on the earth and we got to get rid of some of them. And I say you should, I should be able to, A, A, I should be able to say you should start by hanging yourself. And B, it's creepy that the AI picked up on the Islamic name as a veiled suicide implication. So what do you guys think? Does telling someone to kill themselves? Because obviously you can't incite violence. You can't incite people to violence. You can't scream fire in a movie theater for I, you know, I think that's arguable. I think that's arguable, but uh, you wouldn't win that one now. In like today's world, you wouldn't win that case. I think as uh, as the people who wrote the Constitution wrote it, I don't think they give a fuck if you yelled fire in a in a movie theater. They probably weren't even thinking of movie theaters. But anyway, what about? encouraging self-harm is that uh because obviously that's what all these doctors and everything are doing that are telling people to cut their tits off when they're like 14 years old or castrate themselves chemically mm -hmm. so what do you think about telling a politician to self-harm themselves do you think that is protected by free speech i think everything should be is supposed to be protected by free speech even if you don't like it um now at the same time at that same point in time, you, you hit uh, a little area that's kind of a weird gray area where there's a recognition that people are moldable mentally, a lot of people, and are you know, suggestible. And if you are being such a douche as to you know, suggest things to suggestible people and getting them to harm themselves, are you then accountable? Like that, that's, uh, that's where the crux of that goes. I could take that, you know, I would, if he read that tweet and was like, oh shit, he's right. Then, you know, I would probably, I could be like, oh, yeah, I'll defend that in court, I guess. But as far as just saying it, I wouldn't want to say that to someone who's like, he wrote a suicide letter that said, Darren from Grim yeah. Erica, yeah. If like my if, life is worthless. And he's, he's like, right. thinking about killing myself, and you're like, yeah, you should do it. You know, that's fucked up. But, you know, this guy is not going to kill himself, obviously. He won't even resign. It's a well, feedback and, loop. And like Darren mentioned, I mean, the, the Canadian government's not doing very good at their record right now. Not only with that, but they keep telling people to get boosters. I mean, it's like, at, at what point uh, are they going to get held accountable for this? Booster seats are for infants to, to sit in so they can eat at the big boy table, I think, is yeah. that's that's what that means to me. Yeah, exactly. And this, this feedback loop thing for social media, 
where anyone can contact anyone online. Everybody is now in this global village together. And if I have an opinion or a thought or a recommendation to someone, I just add their username and send the message directly to them. And publicly, everyone sees that we're having a public conversation and they can respond as well. Isn't this good for democracy? Isn't this the democratic process where we're discussing ideas and in real time getting feedback and pushback and criticism? And this helps everyone. Well, the Canadian politicians won't allow you to mention them and they won't allow comments on their pages. So there, there should be something about that. If you're in the if you're in public office, you should have to put up with the. All the bad comments. Game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're pushing for it here, too. You know, that's why you see if you watch the Senate hearings at all, where they're talking about the way they treated some of the Supreme Court justices for the decisions and whatnot. And the attacks that they've uh, endured, they, they need protections, and that's why they're having Senate hearings. So it's just the same exact thing. And then Obama uh, passed right before he left office, uh, passed that you can't uh, protest on federal grounds. So same exact thing going on. They're just a little bit behind. And I think you're right with us in real time. Your ping's pretty good, Balderson. How's that Skylink uh, holding up for you? Yeah. Skylink, Skylink, the internet. Bolton. Yeah, I gotta give it. Gotta give that one to them. There ain't no doubt about that. <laughs> I also use Elon Internet, but I ain't interested in sucking his dick. This is a different. <laughs> yeah, without the Starlink, the the only. A, satellite we had before that it was really uh, i think our trees had grown past the line of where the saloon sits and uh we were really losing access to it so we had to switch over and this one's working pretty good saloon is that a canadian coin like a loon yeah it is <laughs> Spielders joined us. Welcome. Really just all about violence, isn't it? Violent language and where we stand, and they've moved the window to where people are less comfortable with any violent language at all. So if you drop particular swear words or slurs, then now everybody uh, clutches their pearls and trips out. And then uh, same thing, you know, of course you want to be able to tell the politicians, you know, that you would like to see them kindly uh, head off into the sunset sooner than later. And, uh, and it's presumed that everybody reading it, except for the ones that are literally um, retarded, uh, developmentally disabled, if we want to use their politically correct language. Um, everyone else understands when a politician's on Twitter and everyone wants to rabble rouse and pile into the comment section and say, we've got some ideas for you. You know, and some of them include inserting overly large objects into your anus. Other ones include your death immediately, etc. You know, everyone understands that this is just part and parcel of life itself. You know, if you go down onto the streets of New York and you want to stand on the corner with your Bible and preach, you should anticipate that people are going to tell you these kinds of things immediately also. You know, um, if you're in the safety of your home or in the company of your friends, then maybe you have some insulation. But even then, after 10 beers... That also goes out the window, and then here comes what somebody really thinks, and it's just violence, you know, and people aren't 
they've they've got a the vast majority of the population convinced that they're supposed to be insulated from or protected from violence they're not supposed to have a thick skin they're not supposed to be able to defend themselves they're not supposed to be able to put up with it they're not supposed to have psychological or emotional strategies for being able to put up with it if it comes their way and so then the rest of us that are willing to participate especially for our own good pleasure and humor we just have to suck it up and eat shit. we're not allowed to have fun tell politicians the what we think about how they should surf their surfboard in the tsunami are words, are words violence though i mean are, is this the new definition of everything where words are violence because i thought violence was like physical for a while there i mean i would agree with that too i'm going with the premise that now they've moved the window to you know that words are violence i mean yeah. You know, I mean, if I say I'm going to fucking kill you and I mean it, I would say, yeah, there's a limit there. That's <laughs> violence uh, to a degree, because then you can take. I mean, it's like, not violence, kill. though. It's it's intended violence. You've stated intended violence, but words aren't what the, don't mean shit until you've done it. Uh, I just mean as far as the technicality of even in the court, if you tell somebody that and then you make the move, the court would consider it violent language. They would already have you uh hold up in their uh system as okay well that was the beginning of the violence you know i just saw so i, just I, saw I don't agree with it i agree with what, what graham said what's real violence you know i get a hold of you by the beard i jump over the rail i don't let go of your beard you either come with me or your beard comes out in my fist violence this is violence. i think that free speech includes should include inciting violence i mean i'm not i'm not into that and i'm not encouraging it but how the fuck is someone going to actually take on the federal? You know, the, all these amendments and everything, the second one, the first one, they seem to be very much aimed around taking out the fucking government if it gets out of control, written by some dudes who just took out the government because it got out of control. So, I mean, how can you do, how do you do that? You got all the guns, but you're not allowed to say, let's get them, boys. So, you know, just right. like, that, it's, that, it's already kind of asking permission. And they got how. everyone to agree to it. They got everyone to go, yeah, incite the violence. We can't do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. So who the fuck's ever going to rally the troops when you can get arrested for it and yeah. thrown in jail? These two guys. I, mean, that's I would agree with Ben that, I mean, really, you have to go past the idea of constitutions and amendments and all that anyway and be like, you know, we inherently have the right to, to be violent and have weapons because they exist. And we're willing to mount up in arms. And that's the bottom line. And everybody knows that that's true to some degree anyway. And so, of course, they're going to play every hedge they can to get people to think of anything opposite or less than that. Because they know that they're the ones that are first in line for the guillotine if it comes back around. You know, it's just shitty. The U.S. Constitution under a glass case has been defaced by two guys who dumped red powder on it recently. February 14th, I think, is when this was published. Kind then of again, the, they go were, ahead. It wasn't gunpowder. I don't think it was tea. Transgenders or people of color. I don't Happy know. Valentine's. Happy Valentine's Day. I say that they love the Constitution or they hate the Constitution. If it's only not they clear. Had the science to figure out what the powder was. What was the powder? <laughs> was it anthrax? <laughs> no, that's a metal band. That's a common conflation. People get powders and metal bands mixed up for some reason. Is it chili powder? Are they trying to nice. get spicy in the Constitution? I don't quite know what their purpose Red was. Red hot chili powder? Yeah. <laughs> what are their That's Nick Cage. Maybe Nick Cage knows. Like Doesn't he have the real hair. Constitution? You know, all the chicks are into that trashy, like, Kool-Aid hair dye now, you know? It's probably just some of that. Manic panic. 
And it's like all the chicks. Do you guys are you guys seeing that down there? I mean, it is sort of oh yeah starting to subside a little bit here. I was just saying to ground the other day, it's starting to subside. And then I went to the hardware store today and got served by some like late fifties broad with a bunch of like purple shit in her hair. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Man? Like these what, guys what? are climate change They're activists. Older than I am. Oh, climate change. That's what it was. Two so men. Kind of, I kind of like group who deserve clean water, air, and a livable climate. Decided to put chili powder on the Constitution because we all deserve to breathe clean air and drink water and stuff. I guess same group that was putting Campbell's soup, tomato soup, and other pieces of art, and the security guards just watch them and just make sure that no violence happens. What brand? A chili powder. Uh, I don't know. Is it like McCormick? <laughs> Are we trying to get a sponsorship here? Well, I'm just wondering if it That's was. A it was like a drop. You know, like the Camel Soup. There will be Campbell no sponsorships. Camel Soup might have paid for that, you know? Yeah, In the age of new age advertising, when a commercial won't do it, you know, you don't know what these these brands are capable of and they have it's product. it's protest live stream product placement you got it Darren. Nice. i was waiting for the kool-aid man to kick down the wall and save the constitution from getting stained i was watching that thing and i was just like man now's the time to rob a bank right these idiots would be like driving the cars into each other trying to chase you it's just like everything has degraded so far maybe not quite yet Maybe not quite yet. Let it come down for another decade or so, but it's going to get to the point where it's good, like literally Barney Fife and fucking Andy, whatever. I forget the Andy guy's name, and that's who the show is named after. Mayberry. Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith. Yeah, it's like these dopes, man. That's like this. That's what this is. We're like a, a half a generation away from anyone with any real capability, like being out of the industry. There's there's still bits and pieces, so you got to watch. You might like pick the wrong bank and get fucking dropped well you so gotta you identify to yourself to, properly to, too you have to be you have to be for the right ideology you know you could tell you guys know you could tell you could like walk in and just like look at the security guard and know within like fucking 10 seconds if that dude is like capable or not you know what i mean it's not too hard walmart just readers yeah, just to man. go back to that language though just just to go back to that language thing, I watched a good video the other day, some guy and some Canadian guy saying that we need to bring profanity back in the politics a little bit more. Like they, uh, one of our guys going Pierre, I don't know if you guys have heard of this Pierre Polyev guy who's sort of, uh, looks Don't like he's, he's, he's next in line for Trudeau's job. Well, he, he said in parliament what he said, WTF and they, they basically scolded him and had to retract what he said because he actually, said the abbreviation of what the fuck in parliament so that's how that's how bad it is up here the which is interesting because you guys are supposedly you know uh your own free country but and then so is ireland and i was uh a few weeks ago they had gordy on uh gordo from uh those conspiracy guys and he's saying that over in ireland it's so crazy over there with the you can't say anything that uh, people will bring other people over on vacation uh, to get lot to get sued over slander. <laughs> you know, there's an entire industry of bringing other your friends over to some place because they said some shit and then suing them in Ireland over it. Interesting. <laughs> 
I'm glad that the sequel to Idiocracy turned out to be reality and that it's ongoing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Idiocracy was like that dude was just ripping off Ayn Rand, really, and making it funny. I mean, Atlas Shrugged isn't very funny, but uh, you could definitely see where he just sort of took it, took that and sort of ran with it. But yeah, I would agree with that. We're like, but it's not quite the sequel. I would say like Idiocracy is a sequel to like now. What three, four generations away from? Yeah, about thirty years, forty years. Ow, my balls! God, things are moving so fast. I would normally have said agreed thirty or forty years, but now you could also tell me three or four. And it I, is. Yeah, like things awesome. are moving so fast that I could, like, the intelligence is just dropping. Four weeks from now, it's not Patrick's the only day. thing. That, it's not the only thing that's dropping. I mean. I, I kind of got to look at it like you guys are, that it's fascinating to watch because otherwise you, it's pretty easy to get disappointed and depressed over your fellow humanity. Right. Well, we, we see a lot of, uh, it, pe people are obsessed with the spectacle, so we see a lot of the bad, but then there's lots and lots of good going on too. But I would say most of that you're seeing with your own eyes, person to person. You know, I'm in touch with a lot of people doing a lot of really good affirmative things, whether it be, working outside gardening or whatever, you know, or doing uh, mental, emotional well-being type of stuff where they're content, happy, comfortable, you know, making changes and improvements. But you're not seeing that on the Internet unless you go digging for it. I mean, you can find it. To me, a lot of those communities are also become cliche and kind of laughable because then, I don't know, if you make it into a thing that you're doing, then it it becomes passe somehow almost immediately you know that's almost true. anything does but if you're super serious like we're going to be healthy again this week guys you ready everybody lift your arms up you know or whatever it uh it becomes weird right away twitter is actively trying to piss me off too man i can tell <laughs> it's just like there's nobody i'm following that should be safe should be like there's nowhere this is coming from unless it's like trying to egg me on like <laughs> I've, been, I've been on there long enough with my new with my new thing that it's got me figured out. I follow all these certain people. What's your it, app, bro? It's uh, Atlas underscore underscore uh, Atlas four underscores shrugs. Um, it's, it should have me figured out, and it's just like I was looking at it this morning. And I was getting ready to. I was like, Poof, fired up, right? And I'm getting ready to start like just. Because I, you know, I make my hay. You're getting ready to start the fuckery and they yeah. nail you down. I make my hay with like, I'll find something that's doing all right. And I'll like try and throw a witty reply in there and kind of, you know, get my notoriety off other people's notoriety. But, uh, and I was just like, I was starting to type it out and I'm just like, this fucking shit. How did this even end up here? Now I'm like starting my day kind of aggravated at some shit that sh I shouldn't even be in my feet. It shouldn't even be in my feet unless this thing is trying to get me pissed off because it knows that I'm going to engage with the app more if I'm fired up. And I think that's how Elon is boasting about, you know, how he's got higher numbers than ever because I think they're just stoking the... Oh, they the, are. It's, it's on all of, the platforms. It's like they're just trying to ram us together instead of the echo chambers. They're like, no, no, that's not where the money's at. The money's at, you know, we got to throw some uh, some... Ku Klux shit in front of the BLM boys and some yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Your power. 
Haven't you guys uh, noticed these, polarized. these short videos? You know, you get you get addicted to watching the little short video reels, right? Like TikTok. And uh, they intentionally publish these fucking videos that don't have any explanation of what they are and they don't have an ending. You know, like they're showing somebody doing a project for all of 82 seconds or for fucking 17 minutes long. And there's no actual resolution and there's no explanation. And so that drives the engagement through the roof because everybody jumps in the comment section and they're like, what the fuck is this? Somebody please tell me what this is. And then other people are pissed. And so then people are fighting like, oh, can't you figure this out? Like, oh, yeah, this is a great video, you know, and then, of course, they've got AI bots and everything programmed to go in there and and pad that uh, engagement, too. And it just or you're uh, you're on Twitter or Facebook and you're looking at something. And so you go to another tab to you're going to add to the conversation and you come back and your fucking feed goes zing. And, and that post is gone. gone. So you scroll for a half an hour trying to find it. And so now you've just driven their engagement up and their numbers up. You know, you can't mute the damn videos. You can't pause the video. You pause the video and you go to make it small. It unpauses it. Okay. So you mute the video. You go to make it to click on something and it unmutes it. And so now they've got you watching the video five times in a row, just trying to pause and unpause it. They're pissed me off, man. I wish they'd all fucking hang themselves. Oh, wait. I'm not supposed to say that. Don't say that on Twitter or Elon will be upset with you. He was like, I told Darren, he's got to tell them that he needs maid service. I mean, that's all you got to say now. Canada has the maid service. So just say you need to apply for maid or get your maid service today or whatever the, you know, whatever you want to do. And then how can they, how can they get mad at that? Cause that's what the government's actually doing. Do they send in a French woman in lingerie and a little feather duster? I don't, can you believe they call it maid service? I mean, it's extra. That costs extra. So we were making our own, and we were going to call it Gade service. Gade? Gade, Grimerica Assistance in Dying is what the acronym would be. And then you get to, you know, you you take people out and you chuck them out of a plane or you throw them off a cliff or, you know... Have your last moments Shoot mean them, something, whatever they you know? want. like, like yeah. go out in style, like just like yeah, feed them five know. or six peyote buttons and then unload yeah. on them with a poisoning, rocket, you know, poisoning overdoses. I mean, what however you want to go Kill out, like just store. make it worth it. What if people want to go to Valhalla? You know, <laughs> we could fill them full of amphetamine and get them a couple hookers, whatever. I <laughs> will figure it out. Yeah. For five hold grand, on, hold on, hold on. Where did the hookers come into getting into Valhalla? Well, I mean, some people are gonna want to get go out fucking, right? That's just a given. That's gonna be like a that's like a twenty percenter, dude. That's gonna be one of your top. That's gonna be your top sellers. You probably just have some girls on staff. That's definitely gonna be the top seller. It's gonna there, be up there. There wasn't a connection there between the hoes and Valhalla, just so you know. Yeah, that, that's all I was questioning. <laughs> the hoes are in Valhalla. Hold on here. Hold on. <laughs> Sex that's and de- that's death. definitely your top seller, though. De- death during sex, that's definitely the top seller. What an alien abduction scenario where you opt into it. Yeah, that no would be a good one. Yeah. If yeah. you want to be the pussy stuff, then just go see the government and they'll just shoot you up with some stuff. You fall asleep and don't wake up. We're going to be like some hardcore stuff and we're going to have a, a YouTube channel too. Okay, so you'd meet a man in a Whitley Streeper mask. Well, so you're trying to double dip on this. You'll make money Giant too. Ass- they pay you to kill them and in yeah. a fun yeah. way, and you sell it on yeah. YouTube. Giant Slingshot, you name smart. it. You name it. We could come up with some creative ways. 
And then that entices it too, because like now you want to die, but you also want to get some views. I mean, who doesn't want some views in today's world? So it's like, hey, you know, we can plan this together. You're out could be the biggest YouTube moment of all time. Do we classify this as like uh, Dr. Guru has the contact of the fifth kind or the sixth kind or the seventh kind? Is this like the final kind contact of the final kind where it's you face death for real this time? Yeah, CE12 or CE13. Yeah. 13 would be a good number for it. Yes, yeah, so CE13. Yeah. Good Templar number. CE13, yeah. is that where you is that where you die, but you still have to listen to Stephen Greer? <laughs> <laughs> you meet him, you meet him at the very end. Like, God damn it. Yeah. He Why is this fucker still here? We're playing a Greer meditation in your headphones while your your last moments are <laughs> Your last moments are Greer giving you mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. He's a trauma. He's a trauma surgeon, after all. You're just in the chair, tied up, and he just slides in and closes the door behind him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that dude is a fucking sex predator. <laughs> I'm kind of just saying that, but I've also kind of heard it like third hand on half decent authority. <laughs> Not that he's a sex player. I shouldn't say that. That's rude. Just he's a little freaky. <laughs> I think he prefers to be prey. P R E Y. Yes, uh, exactly. Okay, gotta get the after spelling correct. Here. After he's P R A Y. And P A I D. So Darren, I got the ADHD and I'm looking at your Twitter here and uh I noticed a Canadian shame. Let's tell us about that. It looks like they took your audio book off of the Amazon.com, huh? Oh yeah, well yeah, we've been censored. We got take we got all of our audiobooks taken off of uh Amazon. First we had our Kindle account taken down. That's violence against the illiterate. Yeah. So yeah. it looks like you're still on Barnes and Noble, so that's interesting. It looks like Barnes and Noble's trying to get in on their own audiobook thing over here, which I've never seen before. Well, we but, managed to get some of that shit back into Audible too. So what happened is we got kicked. We got kicked off a of Kindle for trying to publish content they didn't like. You know, I still maintain that I've had a target on my back ever since I started. It started with really when Grandma and I started pushing back on the COVID stuff. And we have multiple border interactions with we're definitely on all the lists you know we crossed the border a bunch of times when they were like you can't cross the border we just show up and be like fuck you we can't but you know we can because of a b and c and then they're like well you got to do this borders or the united states to u.s and back and forth between the u.s and canada so we it was just easier have, to get into the states than it was to get back into canada pretty much at first at first yeah. or later in the beginning it was harder to get in the states we had a fake company made up so they had the essential services right so we were just like okay print out a list of what the essential services like one was energy. So we were like, okay, well, we started a fake energy company, which was really just like a website and business cards. And you just show that to the border guy. And they really, and then by the end, though, we were just like, you're fed up because it's been years. So we're just like, fuck you, man. We ain't doing it. Get the fuck out of the way. And we crossed the border the one time and Graham had COVID. <laughs> so they, were, <laughs> they were pissed about that. That was a whole. The whole thing. So I don't know if that's all tied into it, but that's kind of where our thing started. And then we started this other podcast where we complain about the government quite a bit. And then I wrote a couple books 
Yeah, this know. is still up there on Audible. Canadian Shame, the Indian Act in Residential Schools, which I'm yeah. definitely going to buy this and check it out. So um, I wrote that book, Critical of the Government, and then like six months later, or the Kindle account was deleted, so my books were gone. But we also have this other business where we take these old books, um, like anything out of print, all Charles Fort stuff, not out of print, sorry, out of copyright, and turn them into audiobooks. Anything that wasn't on Audible or wasn't available on audio that we thought would do well, you know, the ISIS unveiled, a bunch of stuff like that. And we had done, I think, 102 or something like that by that time. You guys are reading them yourselves or you're using AI yeah. or what? No, no AI. Graham read like 99% of them. And then we nice. hired some people for some. And then we'd, we'd have the rights to our audio. So we were selling books and we were making a living. And uh, so they just deleted all that stuff one day. They were just like, well, you know, we don't. Then they don't even really give you a reason. They just, well, you violated our terms of this and that. And it's like, well, which terms? And like, well, yeah, we don't really want to talk to you about the that. You just get stuck in this thing where you're not even really talking to people very often. You're just stuck talking to responding right. to AI. And KDP is notoriously bad because they don't even have phone number. There's like there's no mm. fucking way to get a hold of these people. And it's just like this. And anyway, so they don't KDP, say no. They don't. And don't forget, they don't say no. They don't say, oh, we don't like we don't want that book on here or your title's wrong. They just go, your count gone. Like there's no way to get it back. You know. So if, then they if, if they think our, that you if they, they think you uh, audiobook account too, they just ax that. So they we didn't really care about the Kindle account. We try and work around it, but then they deleted the audiobooks too. So that was a huge thing. It cost us 10 grand a month, you know, basically our livelihood, and uh was just shut off, you know, with no notice. Could just start a podcast called Juan on Juan and uh talk to Puerto Ricans. Oh, dude, the one-on-one -on -one thing is going around. That's the the one-on-one -on -one dude from Florida. Everybody says we look the same. So we had him on. I just met the guy like a week and a half ago, and now there's a weird synchro. Well, he's got a red hat that he made, too. It says make uh -huh. esoterica great again. So you guys have some, <laughs> some ideas. I just got this hat yeah. in the mail from Jasper Paul. Shout out to Jasper Paul. It says make Alberta great again. So. Anyway, I forget where I was going with all that. Blah. About, uh, you know, about the uh, audiobooks and then how we had to go. Oh, yeah. So anyway, them. we ended up because we were had we had uh, exclusive contracts with Audible for all this. And they just terminated their end of the contract. Hunter books gone. So we ended up going to find away voices because like we were trying to deal with ACX, which is the kind of third party audiobook retailer. That's how you get your books into audible so you have to have go through this acx rig and roll but they wouldn't even like well if you're having trouble with kdp we can't work with you either and we're just like well what do you, what do you mean and it's like nah and i was like well can we just like use my wife's account can she just make a kindle account that doesn't have my email address in it and then we'll do not no, like no no you can't fucking do that either so we ended up finding another distributor find away voices and we had to re-upload you know, a hundred books through them. It took forever. And uh, we're still, so some of them are repopulating into Audible. We're able to get, I think about 75% of them back into Audible at a much reduced royalty rate for us, but we're also able to sell them every place else. So you, we, you now get our books every place. And uh, we also do a podcast, adultbrain.ca. 
or Adult Brain Audiobooks podcast, where you can get three free books every month. We change it every month. And if you pay uh, seven bucks a month, you can get all the books for free all the time. So it's like 105 books, some of them 30, 40 hours. And then we also have a YouTube channel, which is a new thing we just started up where you can still get all these audiobooks. They come out a lot slower, sort of five, six, seven a month, depending on how long they are. We release a video every three days or so, every every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. But, of course, those are going to take forever, right? We have 107 books now or 108 books, and we're only releasing a book or two a week because some of these books are two and three parts. Some of them are even four parts, I think. The Secret Doctrine Volume 1 is four parts on YouTube because YouTube gives you a limit of 12 hours per video. And some of these books, dude, are fucking 40 hours long. That Graham read. I just listened to Graham for fucking, fucking months <laughs> on end. It's fucking editing. And uh, so now you can get those on YouTube. It's taken a while. I think there's 10 or 15 there you can get right now. They do have ads in them, of course. That's how we make money with them on Recola YouTube. Recola ads. And that's I the adult know. brain YouTube. Yeah, yeah, the Adult Brain Audiobooks YouTube. I think if you're like subscribed to YouTube Premium, there would not be ads in it, and you could listen to them. And then we have a bunch of them uploaded that aren't available yet. That if you want to pay us like two ninety nine a month on YouTube, that's Canadian, so like two bucks US, you just get two months early adult access to publishing. So that's like YouTube. membership to your Adult Brain site. Yeah, on YouTube. That's right. But they'll just we'll just keep plugging them out for free on YouTube no, no. too. Yeah, they're free. Yeah, they're free on here. There's, there's you just yeah, the two ninety nine just gets you early access. So like right now we're just because we got told by a bunch of people that if we just upload a hundred audiobooks to YouTube, it'll be a kind of a mess, and we get YouTube might, you know, you might not capitalize on it as much as you could if you. No, kind of yeah, like, you want to bleed it off in there, not have yeah. it look all spammy or weird. And I get it, man. It's. I'm glad. I'm glad that I noticed that with uh, what was going on because this is really good information, and this is a lot of books that people are interested in for sure. And uh, so, I'm curious more about the uh, Native Schools book. I mean, did you do? You do a bunch of research and put, compile it together. Like, I mean, I I, I don't follow your stuff all the time. I drift all around. But um, I thought I heard you talking about that book just two years ago on a podcast. I don't remember who you were talking to. So, I mean, it's pretty recent, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was 2021, probably summer of 2020. It's basically a compile. I mean, I put it together pretty much because I can't remember. We were looking at doing a couple different podcasts and about the Indian thing. And um, I'm an Indian, so I'm allowed to say Indian. And I'm a person of color. You're so not I'm I'm allowed to say all sorts of crazy shit. Um, I he's, he's Juan's homunculi. Uh, somebody's yeah, mentioned in the chat. I we think, think that's what's happened. Juan's my homunculi. <laughs> they assume that's why you're having problems crossing <laughs> the border because you're Puerto Rican. <laughs> it could be. Uh, I forget where I was going with that again. Oh, what was that? You said, well, you oh, don't yeah. want to tell them the truth like, about Puerto Ricans and Indians tonight, do you? Truth well, of doppelgangas. I was trying to figure out about all the residential school stuff because I'm an Indian. I'm a card-carrying status Indian. And uh, I didn't know any of this shit. You know, I didn't know about the residential school thing started coming. You kind of hear this and that growing up, but no one had really, they didn't teach a shit about it in school. And even being an Indian, you know, I'm assimilated. My mom's white, so I didn't grow up on the res. But even like, I grew up with a lot of Indians, dude, that were 
pretty tied into the res still, and it just never fucking came up. If it was talked, it just wasn't. Either they didn't know because we were already a generation into it. Because, I mean, the last school closed in 86 or 96, but they, the Indians took them over in the late 70s. So they were Indian run at that point. So there was, like, no church influence. It was all just Indians and teaching Indians at, by the probably by the late 70s, I'd say. Um, so they might have been just removed about it, but, uh, you know, I'm, like, fucking 30 in my 30s and i start reading about all this terrible shit and there's all these like all these i mean it was only in 2015 that the trc report came out and they kind of released all those tapes so you started hearing from people that did remember being in the schools and i that it came down and i think how it started was i couldn't find the original version of the indian act like there's like the wish-washed one from 87, I think, you can get on the Canadian government page. But that's, like, all the real egregious shit is taken out of there. I mean, people say it's egregious because they still call us Indians and they call all these different things that people say might be terrible. But uh, the real, all the terrible shit about, you know, having to go to school, about, uh, you know, Indian ceremonies were banned for, you know, 100 years in Canada. I think in the States too, probably, but it was illegal to do the sun dance or the potluck or any of that Indian ritual stuff was outright banned in Canada for 75 years. You know, for 100, 100 years, they take your kids. By the time you hit the age of six, you had to go to government-run and church-run residential school until you're 18. So they just come and you had to go, you know, kicking and screaming. The Mounties would come and take you away so that happened for several generations and you just couldn't find nothing about that shit so i started digging into trying to find this indian act um in its original form which i after i went all this trouble so i just found like the scanned book and it was hard to read so i paid some other indian dude like a dot indian dude in india uh from fiverr it's <laughs> okay retype this whole thing out and i had this whole uh indian act thing and i started typing it out an intro for it and uh that just sort of spanned into the whole book and then i had the whole nice. book but then i had this whole indian act which i ended up i don't know what we did with that it's free on the if you go to a canadian shame.ca is it .ca i think it's yeah, all the books are free as ebooks, so you can get them all free as ebooks, or you can get them free as on YouTube. They're free on YouTube, um, or you can buy them places too. But Canadian Shame's free on YouTube too. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. This is the next one he did, which is um, the shocking testimony. So this is in their own words. He sent to jail if he did not send Antoine to residential school. We were sort of caught in in wanting to stay home and seeing our parents go to jail, and we thought. We must have thought, who's going to look? So just to give you an example, we've got sort of narrators uh, reading all the stories, all the stories and all these chapters from their experience in the schools. So Darren did a great job putting this whole video together with <clears throat> like the testimonies and uh, and my narration in the middle, like of, of the actual book. <clears throat> no, I think it's great. And, you know, to me, the, 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 the bigger shame is that we're in a world now where what we were talking about prior overshadows, you know, so Darren wants to share really edgy, fucking hilarious, racist or offensive memes on social media. 
And then they want to ban the living shit out of him for it and fucking knock him down. And, and so then it overshadows the actual excellent work that you're doing. And I'm glad that we're here able to bring some light to it because I mean, sometimes I follow you on Instagram and sometimes your meme might make me go, Whoa, fuck man. That one's actually, that got me. That's just harsh. Yeah. But I mean, you know, yeah, nine times bad. out of 10, I'm like, this is great. You know, I screen capture it and send it to my best friend in Facebook messenger and laugh or whatever, you know? And, uh, but to me, it's just a shame that the world has become this place where everyone's anticipating being cared for. And it's not that we shouldn't care for one another. And it's not that we shouldn't be considerate of one another, but that's not reality. We all know that actual reality is that life is fucking terrible and being offended by a meme or something that someone might say out loud is like the lowest thing on the totem pole. Like, well, you know, you might that. run into your, say what? It's, it's bigger than that because I didn't even want to do that shit. You know, I'm not racist. I don't, you know, I, you know, I got a lot of flack for the Kobe meme um, because, you know, and I'm not even racist. I don't give a fuck what color. I'm an Indian. I'm a person of color. Relax. But that's not the point. The point is, I, you know, Graham and I didn't talk about any of this shit. We just shut the fuck up. And uh, I, we were kind of happy. to. We, we opened our mouth about Trump because we hated Hillary. And Trump was, like, speaking the conspiracy language, dude, in 2015. If you're a conspiracy dude, anti-vax, you know, we were already, like, in deep on all this stuff. And Trump's saying it on the fucking national stage. So we got caught up in that. And, you know, we, like, publicly were like, yeah, Trump's a shit. You know, obviously we don't feel like that anymore, but that cost us a lot of money at the time, a lot of support, a lot of listeners back in 2015. And then, you and know, we weren't we, we weren't like totally for totally no, for we, we just for weren't. We were just no, like, neutral. Neutral is Hillary. totally for it. That's just it. Yeah. if you're neutral and yeah. you don't say negative things, yeah. that means you're his fucking guy. I get it. I mean, I, I've had that argument with people where I'm like, "What do you mean I'm on the right?" They're like, "Well." You didn't say anything negative yet about yeah. the right, so that you're on the right. I'm like, huh? Yeah. And we just like, wanted right to change, hates man. Me, man. I, I was I was looking forward to change. I wanted to see the system fucking change. You know, that was the main thing. And I don't yeah, want right. to share racist memes, but here's the thing, or the even the I do get pretty caught up in the trans stuff because it's out of fucking control. And I got three daughters, and I don't want them having to fucking play football against boys because that's fucking retarded. And if you're okay with that, you're fucking retarded. So, and that, I say that with three daughters. So that is anti-woman, right? All this trans shit is anti-women as far as I'm concerned. But adults can do whatever adults want. I just don't want to play in sports against other chicks. Unless the other chicks know and they still want to do it, whatever. Adults can right, do whatever. At least be able to opt in and out, not just be uh, obliged. wants to pretend that's like right. he's a chick, then that's fine. You know, it's still a eunuch with tits and he shouldn't be playing with women in women's sports. But here's the thing for, for like, we all got told to shut the fuck up and be polite. And, you know, we can't do the gay jokes anymore. And we can't do the, the racist jokes anymore. And then, but, you know, arguably we were getting along better when we were doing them. We were less bigoted. It, like just on paper, it would look like to me that there was less racism and less stuff like that 15 years ago when we were laughing and joking with each other. And but the thing is here, I just took the okay, I'll just shut the fuck up and be politically correct. And then all of a sudden, some of the shit that comes home and my kids are telling me that they're learning in school or they're saying this the language thing slips so far that I almost feel like some of us need, especially if you don't have a if you're not worried about losing your job, because a lot of people can't say shit because they're worried about losing their job. 
Luckily, I'm in a position where I don't have to worry about that shit. I could say whatever the fuck I want. And I think that people that can do that with COVID was one example. We had, we had to be extra over the top with it because people couldn't say shit, some people. And I think with this politically correct stuff, we have to do the same thing because there's a bunch of people that can't say shit. We got to hold the fucking line. We never get any ground back, man. We never get any ground back. The conservatives might come back into power. Trump might come back into power. And they'll hold the line for, you know, four years or eight years or 12 years or however long it takes for us to shut the fuck up. And then the left will come back in and they'll take more ground. And this fucking dance of the fucking, you know, Pierre will come in. He ain't going to give me my handguns back. I mean, he ain't going to get my handguns away from me either. But, you know, he keeps saying, you know, Bill C-21, blah, blah, blah. You think there's a fucking chance in hell when the conservatives take power here in a year or two that I'm going to be able to buy handguns again? I don't fucking think so, man. Because the conservatives freaked out in 94 when the first Firearms Act came in. And what fucking happened when they took a majority to a year later? Fucking nothing. Nothing. Not one of those Firearms Act was revoked. And I... Well, nothing's ever appealed back. That's just it. If they put something in place temporarily, it's always perfect. He will axe the tax. I think he will axe the carbon tax because that's all his, you know, if he doesn't do that, he's fucked. But uh, I'm not getting, we're not getting to buy handguns in Canada again, whether conservatives win or not. It's just, uh, you know, that's a whole line. line. It's going to buy us some time. Basically, it's going to buy us some time, but it's not going to change anything. I mean, during COVID, it wouldn't have mattered who was in power. If it was Trudeau or the conservative party, like they were all, all in on whatever they were doing. So. Taking so guns away from the U S that's, that's the one of the things that we actually have taken back. Cause you look when they took away AKs and ARs that didn't last very damn long. They're like, well, everybody's fucking got them anyways. They just all became criminals. <laughs> and the same thing's happening with this, uh, uh, that wrist thing that's supposed to help support guns and their claim. The, oh, the bump uh, stock? ATF. Yeah. The, not the bump stock. No, 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 that's like the, yeah, no. The one that's supposed to stable. It's supposed to stabilize pistols. So that way you can shoot it with one handed. And they're trying to claim it basically makes a pistol into a rifle. And so uh, the ATF passed a law saying that that makes a pistol into a rifle. Um, and that's not panning out for me either. That hit that hit the uh, Senate and that's getting shit on all over the place. Allegedly, you can rig up an AK or an SKS strap in just the right way so that its own recoil will kind of create its own little built-in bump stock. Allegedly. <laughs> So Darren, I mean, to me, that's the whole there. argument about all this stuff is that if it exists in reality, how is it that you're going to mitigate it? You know, I mean, you know, they act like meth and heroin and fentanyl isn't illegal. It doesn't stop people from nodding out on the streets and crashing their cars and overdosing and all that. It doesn't it doesn't change anything. People that argue against the idea of any type of gun stuff. It's like guns exist in the world, and if we want to make them fully automatic, then we just got to get a file and have the balls to do it. Of course, now, I don't have any use for a fully automatic weapon, but it's of course, it's not hard. It's not hard, you know, and before the Internet, you could find books and teach you how to do it all. So I don't know. I guess I have a hard time. I don't get caught up in the what's actually currently happening in the politics, but I do see it as some kind of dog and pony show bullshit where 
they have a long-term goal. It's the boil the frog method. And if they're willing to take 20 years, like you said, you know, they finally get handguns off the table. Now they know they're not going to put that. They're not, you know, they're not giving you your queen back. They don't care how many pawns you get to the other side of the board. They're keeping it, you know, and they do that with uh, whatever things are most important to whichever hidden misty power uh, people are up there. And they have their little ideas of things they'd like to change from Mount Olympus on down. And, uh, but, Who's they? Well, I mean, that's what, you know. Who's on they, Mount Olympus? Oh, I mean, well, what most people say in the realm that we're in, the conspiracy realm, if you say who's they, then they expect you to immediately say, well, it's obviously the Jews, right? You know, it's the Jews. <laughs> that's the thing you're supposed to say, you know. And then you get into the, the 600 year debate about, you know, what's going on with these fucking Jews and how do they that's act? That's where Elon Musk them. shows up on and, uh, Saturday Night Live with his mother on mother's day a few years back as wario as wario in a court <laughs> trial do you guys know saturday night live it's live from new york on saturday night lauren michaels all the great comedians whoever they are i wonder what lauren's michaels real name is he sh so elon shows up to host saturday night live his mother announces to the world that her son is indeed on the spectrum somewhere so just you know let him have his space you know be patient with him he's got autism or something his mother says this musk elon okay may i think her name is so then he gets into a, a situation where he's dressed as wario you know the the yellow guy from the nintendo games who likes to collect a lot of treasure well it's inverted mario it's it's like the evil it's, version it's of an it. anti anti mario it, it's kind of confusing now the whole thing is a confused mess at the time he's dating grimes not uh any not in any relation to anyone guest that we have tonight it's a different sort of grimes see claire boucher bushy she she's playing the princess role and having to stand in court because mario had been murdered the whole thing about mario mushrooms getting an extra life but finally they managed to kill mario and now there's a murder trial and wario has to go on trial to say if he's innocent or guilty but essentially the whole thing wraps up in sort of this non-sequitur way to talk about the anti-irish defamation league or italian what was his ethnicity yeah, italian. italian okay all right italian so now he's saying that there's a thing called the italian anti-defamation league and that this whole trial is a farce because they're the racist or something and it never quite made any sense but then he goes on weekend weekend update to play the doge father being the godfather of the cryptocurrency dogecoin in which he admits the whole thing is a hustle so what is this whole thing of dogecoin well it's a hustle some people hustle some people hold the bag some people sell them this whole thing is just the most bizarre element of pop culture i've ever seen where it's elon musk playing elon musk as elon musk completely absurd but he's basically telling you everything. And there's a whole sketch where he's launching rockets into space. And was it Miley Cyrus or some character? And the other guy shows up and they're trying to figure out, well, how does SpaceX works and where is anybody going? I think the whole thing was there was the last the last woman on Mars was trying to reproduce or something. So they get in the whole uh, 
reproduction fetish that Elon seems to have, which I think he shares with Epstein and his egg-shaped penises. <laughs> Culture is completely absurd at this point, and there is no parody with a D if everything is a parody of another parody. And I, all the details get confused in my own mind. So in 2024, when artificial intelligence is writing all the headlines and everything is sort of hipster, uh, ironic, funny humor, everything's kind of a meme, everything is just for, for likes and subscribes, and no one's really taking anything serious, but no one's really laughing because nothing's funny anymore. <laughs> so that's kind of where we're at. Just now, I, I, this is the first time I've thought in all my time with alanmarcus.com that he was a fucking agent. Obviously a fucking shill right here on the stream with us right now. Because here we finally get down to talking about who is they. And very politely and subtle, I'm trying to bring in how we're supposed to address whether or not it's the Jews. And he goes off on some fucking bullshit tangent about Wario, Mario Brothers, Elon Musk, Grimes, Miley Cyrus, dropping every major name you could think of. And what the fuck was that? I wasn't saying yeah. for months that he's my controller. Yeah. <laughs> what next? Kanye is going to text him. He's going to turn his camera off. That 10 minute intro. Pardon me. Infra sound. Some infrasound psyop in the 10 minute intro, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, we all know that. The, yeah. Yeah. Did you know that he makes those? The 20 minute hyper sigil attacking your mind is not definitely has nothing to do with Michael Aquino and the Mind War series for sure. Taquito, we, we call him Taquito. He's just a little, little evil guy, little, little spicy evil guy. Is he Mexican? Uh, he, he's from no, Star he's got, Trek. He's Scottish. He's like they, Spock. They gave, him, they gave him a bear name, but gave him a barony before he died over there in Scotland you know. <laughs> and a Mickey Mouse haircut. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is in the public domain. So, what do you think about Elon telling those guys to fuck themselves? Then uh, all the uh, the all the the big corporate advertisers trying to blackmail them. Kind of reminds me when Trump fucking hug winked me. I, I think it's all a show, <laughs> you know. It's not like he's. It's not like he's not. You know, just the answering to other advertisers. You know, it's a good show. Have you seen? I think it's a power lately? move. Uh, it is a show, but it's still a power move. So it, to me, it's kind of like when a uh, a wrestler decides to improvise a little bit in the ring. So he's not going to change the outcome of the match. He's not going to throw the match and decide he's taking a pinfall when he's not supposed to. But maybe he goes ahead and elbows Hulk Hogan hard in the face when he's not supposed to. Oh, so Hulk like Hogan this. has to go, "Hey, fucker, I don't like that," or whatever. I you know, like this analogy. Yeah, I like that analogy. That that's good. That's probably the best the best one I've heard, really. Yeah, and it makes it because I mean, it real, definitely right? shook people up. There was definitely real. some yeah. yeah, some advertisers yeah. that are like, "Fuck," and we we can't just pull clout because it's Elon, and you know they tell us he's got fifty billion or whatever. I mean, you know, someone's got fifty billion, if they shake a stick at you. It means something different than even if you only have two billion. So. I, I find myself having a hard time not enjoying Elon Musk's antics, even though I feel like I see through his bullshit and still kind of hate his guts. Like I still fall for it. And like it, you enjoy, enjoy watching his dumb posts. He like goes on Twitter and shit posts and comments on threads where there's nothing going on. He's not talking to people in his caliber or category. You know, he's finding dumb memes and sharing them and shit. And 
He's like Trump. Did you guys see he shared I mean, that these there's these nuts meme? Mickey Mouse, these nuts meme. Yeah, yeah. Disney, these nuts. But I mean, I don't think Trump's gonna save me from shit, but I still want him to be the president again because it's just funnier. I mean, it's just yeah. here, here. No, I can get behind that. I agree. I Biden I mean, is boring, was, dude. He's boring. He's like butt cancer. Well, if someone would grab him and pull that mask off and we could see, is it Nick Cage or is it, you know, who's in there? Is it Tom Hanks? Who's underneath that thing? I think that would be interesting. At they, least. I and feel like if they, let, if they let Biden talk more of his own free will, then he would be way funnier. Like the hairy <laughs> leg speech. Who doesn't like the hairy leg speech? That's some of the funniest. Yeah, shit or corn pop. You corn pop at yeah. the swim pool. Yeah, you know, would have definitely they, dropped command bombs by now. Yeah, affectionate end bombs. Exactly. He's like he's like your ninety-year-old grandma who doesn't I mean, realize it's that it's not okay to fucking drop racist shit anymore. You'll well, just be doing yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I love you know, like, or you know, if you don't vote Democrat, you're not black. Yeah, that's some <laughs> hardcore Biden quote right there. Nothing would make from me imagine how it would feel from the guy who uh, made the three strikes laws. Like he fucking that's his only political achievement was the fucking three strikes laws and the mandatory minimums. And <laughs> calling awesome. predators, right? Oh no, that was Hillary. Yeah, that was Hillary. Hillary. Super predators. Yeah, she was running around pushing that by calling young black men super. You know what? We could have a more eloquent conversation later. First, we got to get these little these little black super predators the fuck off the streets. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds different when you say it, Ben. It does. <laughs> you know, when Hillary said it, it sounded better. I don't know what the fuck. She might have been on to him something. I mean, Chicago is a fucking war zone. Oh, well, yeah. I think Chicago's always been a war zone, though. There's, there's some secret stuff going on there. You think so? Like what? <laughs> well, I mean, they don't put all the, the pig slaughtering plants right next to the to the lake for no reason. It, it covers, you know, for, before you kill those pigs, you can feed them a lot of stuff. <laughs> so Obama's from there, too, right? Obama's from Yeah, Chicago. yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. The, the pig farm thing. The uh, who's the guy, Jim Watkins, who did the eight coon H Chan Dude, thing? Graham partied at the pig farm where they killed all them hookers. <laughs> at the hog farm? Yeah, dude. Graham partied there. I live Could right be. up the road from it. I'm like an hour north of that. No, this is a different one in Canada. This is the Canadian version. Oh, yeah. Everybody's got to have that. <laughs> Everybody's so, got a hog farm, so you're killer. There's one, there's one in every state. Yeah. So what's the deal with Canadian bacon, then? What else do you do with hookers <laughs> you're done with them? I don't know. I mean, people probably taste a lot like pig. Here's a weird one for you. I mean, we seem to be, like, have the most in common with monkeys and pigs. Mm -hmm. So did, like, a monkey get crossbred with a pig, or did a monkey fuck a pig? I used to think it was the crossbreeding thing, but then people started sending me pictures of monkeys fucking pigs. Well, that's a thing. <laughs> videos of, that? well, of course, a monkey a monkey's going to fuck anything. And if a pig's anything. right there, it yeah. can't get away. Yeah. <laughs> nature's just like that. People think nature's not weird. Like all week, I've been having to freaking fight my dog from fucking my cat. And it's a pit bull. Like, and it's a little bitty cat. And the, they're both trying, the cat's trying to let it happen. The well, cat's he just like, posted a video of his, uh, his peacock trying to mate with all the chickens. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I just posted a video. I'm like, there's all, all the female peacocks are clear up at the house, and the males down there, like, just showing off for the chickens. Like, come on, guys, come on. Are we come talking about? Are we talking about furry conventions now? So now, Darren, you're on to a, a line of thinking that I love. Uh, Chain Project Cheney. She talks about how she thinks that a bunch of these animals are. Um, genetic hybrid nephilim crossbreed dna experimentation shit like you know maybe pigs were just a failed attempt at humans as a slave race and same thing with kangaroos and that like a supposedly leopards the spots on leopards are actually dog hair instead of ant, cat hair like the where the oh, leopard what? spot is that that's actually dog hair now i i didn't go confirm it that was just something cheney was talking I, about I, but i do get you know, I like it when something greases up my brain and makes it think. Even if you post a meme that offends me, I can't say I don't like it because I'm in my little spaced out zone. And all of a sudden, I go, Dude, Whoa! Sometimes, sometimes when I post them, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you get that. Your adrenaline rushes your hand, hands that? over the button. You're like, I'm gonna, I might lose my account, but I'm pushing my this button right here. see this shit one day. <laughs> like the dude smoking crack out of the dead baby. That's almost too much. But I think like we had a couple people on the show. I can't remember their names, but we had a couple people on the show talking about hybridization. And apparently there's like a bunch of fucking evidence of, of like in the animal kingdom. And this guy wasn't an anti-evolutionist either. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's both, man. They're both happening. He's like, sure. You got things evolving, but if something fucks another thing, then sometimes you get viable and sometimes you get an unviable. I think like the liger is an is an advantage is an example mm -hmm. of a non-viable one. It can't reproduce. But he's so saying that sometimes they can true, reproduce. Did you guys just watch Robert Seffer's thing? No. The thing Robert Seffer just put out that on uh genetics, they're saying that occasionally they can actually reproduce. That that's not necessarily a true thing, and they are sometimes. It's just they have to reproduce back against a tiger. I think they can't reproduce back against a lion. It was one way or the other. I don't remember which one he's saying, but Robert Sefford mm -hmm. just did a whole huge uh, video saying that they can reproduce back one direction. Ligers can. So I mean, yeah. it's that same sort of thing, but it's just with pigs. And I mean, it could be humans fucking monkeys too. I mean. I guess could that that can work too? No, <laughs> that'd be different. That'd be different. Is that where AIDS came from? That's what they told me in the eighties. I, I heard That's that. Right. I heard that in public school. That that it came from a dude in Vietnam fucking a monkey. So they told me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we got to remember too that we can't. A, most research isn't reproducible anyway. You know, that's kind of the dirty secret in all this uh, scientific research anyway. And B, we, we're certainly not in the position to go verify anything. So really, we don't know shit about what can or can't reproduce. You know, somebody like Ben, who's definitely uh, been around enough experiences with certain categories, might be able to say, yeah, we tried that. You know, uh, a jackass definitely can't have sex and reproduce anything because we tried it over and over again. We saw 100 versions and they never did anything. But that that doesn't mean shit as far as the bigger picture, right? Like we don't know. We'd have to have hundreds and hundreds of examples of uh, monkey fucking pigs before we could definitely cross it off the list and say, yeah, it looks like nothing happens. Not, you know, but even then, the, the ten thousandth monkey could be the one that spits out a man bear pig or whatever. It's like an entire genre in porn of. 
<laughs> well, it's already there. You're forgetting about the element of love. If these animals if the really love each pig other, is your under a full moon with some romantic music playing and candles lit and some rose petals, anything could happen. That's just I believe gay. it. <laughs> now, wait, who's in the picture with the the red tie and the blue shirt behind you? That's a picture of me, apparently. Oh, is it That's you? A, okay, a, a listener. Uh, a listener painted that and sent it in. So. Oh, it's a painting. Cool. That's yeah, a painting. I can see it a little bit better now. Yeah. Okay. It was, uh, I thought maybe it was Lyndon LaRouche. Well, yeah, it could be. it's hard to tell who it is sometimes, but he did a good job. I don't know if Jacques might be a man overboard now, but he's good. He's a good dude. So I think you could like take a pig heart almost and put it in a human, right? If you want organs, they take them from a pig. Okay. Like, what the fuck is well, that? They grow them. Yeah. What they the grow fuck? You can't do that with anything else but a fucking pig. And pigs taste like human and humans taste like pig. Allegedly. I always thought that was the, it was a genetically modified uh, human that was okay to eat. You know, you can't be eating humans all the time. So genetically modify a human into a a bad idea. They were like, these humans are delicious. Well, they call, they call cannibalism. They call it, what do they call it? A long pork human. Well, not only uh-huh. that, Jews don't eat pork. I don't think Muslims do either, right? Yeah, yep, that's correct. Maybe they know. It's, they, they are know. they. They, well, they, they. It's them and they know that the pigs are fucking human. <laughs> hey, now, I like this idea of they being the Jews and the Muslims. I think we could go with this. This is a pretty good they. So, I shouldn't be eating Canadian bacon then, eh? Is that what you're saying? It's okay. Who cares? I would eat most of what you yeah. eat, Mark. If the shit goes down, I'm going to eat vegans. I'm going to start with vegans. <laughs> like grass-fed pork. Long pork. So, with the homunculus idea, that is interesting because uh, in a old occult, a lot of homunculi were made in order to basically absorb the ill effects of things that they were doing. Like, or if you had a, a disagreement with another magician, the homunculi was supposed to be made with some of your DNA in there. So that way, any magical attacks could read that as you. So that's super interesting. Uh, you know, and then you look historically where, uh, like, with Jesus, he put the demons in the pigs, almost like, you know, they're little. So that isn't a whole interesting thought process. I'm telling you, there's something to it. I think it's all fake, so all all bets are off. There's no oh, way the meat is fake. The more that I tried, the more the more that I tried to prove that there was no intelligent design behind this motherfucker, the more convinced. I mean, I, ten years or whatever we are now, twelve years into doing the podcast and interviewing people, I came into this shit being an atheist, dude. Like. A hardcore atheist and now i'm like there's no way there's no way it's atheist i don't know who the gods are if it's some nerd with a simulation in some laboratory or if it's or what the fuck is going on but there's turtles there's, all the way down there's yeah i don't know what it is dude but it reeks of intelligent design and in every fucking angle every corner you go into ends at like well fucking this isn't by chance i don't think david ike knows either but he's got some ideas about it Oh, Maybe did I share the David Ike debunked? I, I, I found a two-and-a-half-hour documentary by a guy, Chris White. David Ike debunked. It's pretty good. 
it's not even really a, a debunking. It's more of an explanation of where he got his ideas, which That's true. may be, to some people's mind, a way to debunk him. But to say, you know, who is Alice Bailey and who were the Ascended Masters and David Icke's early works were channeled to him? I don't think he's talked about that recently, about his Well, he still talks about experiment. getting some, some psychic uh, infos. Downloads in the bathtub. Yeah, see, that means something completely different for me. <laughs> what does Alice Bailey? What does Alice Bailey have to do with Ike? So uh, pretty Ike much was the... talking with some ascended masters or, or something. He was really into a lot of this new age. A lot style. of his work parallels her work, and in his older books, it's pretty much uh, plain to see, like the seven rays and some of the stuff that uh, she was saying. And so then, as time progresses, he puts more and more space between some of his older work and does not. Now he never directly said, Hey, I got this from Alice Bailey and theosophy and stuff like that, but he's using almost identical language. And then he kind of graduates away from it. And then, so there becomes more layers where you can still trace it back and say, Hey, I think this came from that, but he kind of pads it up a little bit more. Um, in, uh, yeah. yeah. So That's interesting. Yeah. It's pretty you guys fascinating. Think do you guys think theosophy gets painted with a with a bad brush because of Alice Bailey? I'd say more often it gets painted with a bad brush because of some of the things that Blavatsky herself did of uh, being known to be somewhat of a huckster and, uh, you know, taking bribes to, to put on uh, seances that go a particular way and that kind of stuff, you know. I mean, she kind of had a reputation for some of that stuff. So I would say usually that's the stronger critique, but... Uh, Bailey and uh, what's his name? Uh, Ledbetter definitely didn't uh, didn't do didn't favors to the whole yeah. thing. Was Alice yeah. Bailey into globalism and sort yeah. of, kind oh, of yeah. a That's one the world thing religion? Is the new age, new world stuff. Yeah. Well, right. she split off, but she split off from theosophy, and then right, and then sort of went into the U. I guess the UN really, and the the spiritual influence in the in the UN. But well, well I yeah, feel like that's over you know, being the head of the Lucius Trust. Yeah. At that yeah. point. Does yeah. David Icke still talk to Rikorsky, this entity under the title of Rikorsky, who might be the same Rikorsky said to be the father of Jesus's father? It all gets very, very confusing. I just haven't heard David Icke talk much about this lately. So I don't know if he's still still uh, okay with these ideas or if that was just his way into this market, doing some market research figuring out what books are going to sell best. And then maybe he moved away from that. But in recent days, his new book, I think The Dream, he still cites Credo Mutwa and the Sirius stuff. That's S-I-R-U-S, like the star system Sirius. He's doubling down on reptilian ideas as well. But I haven't heard him talk about Rikorsky lately. So David Icke, what's what's Rikorsky been saying to you lately? Or are you guys on good good terms, still on speaking terms? Is he still helping you ghostwrite some books? I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, about Blavatsky and them, though, that's she didn't get a bad rap. The thing that I don't understand is Blavatsky's like these kids today that are the rich kids that run around getting uh, guru fucking certificates in a weekend, and then they get touted mm -hmm. as a guru. That's all she was is that person back then. Like completely, completely mis uh, interpreted, mis, mis uh, 
misquoted. Yeah, she, everything that she was talking about, like if you look at the people of India, not the, the white sectors, but the other people, like, no, she doesn't have any idea what she's talking about. Like, but, you know, they, they list her as a, a expert among the Celts, amongst, you know, the pagans, amongst everything else. And she was just one of them rich kids that got the weekend, uh, little weekend certificates. She was Yeah, horrible. but she put... She put a little bit more work into it than that, writing five tomes. I mean, plus a bunch of other books. I mean, those those books aren't uh, like Isis Unveiled and and the Secret Doctrine aren't aren't uh, small, simple books. I mean, you know, even if it's fake, it would be decades of work. And you've read them, and there's proof of you having read them because it's your voice reading them. <laughs> True. True. Well- I mean, there's a. I found a. Uh, I never read the book, but I found an hour-long uh, thing by Rene Guénon. Uh, uh, I think he's a French philosopher, and he yeah. he was uh, deep into theosophy for a little while, and then he went against it all and decided to uh, explain to people why he uh, no longer followed it and what his critique of it all was. So, I mean, I found that to be fascinating. There are people that accuse her of being a plagiarist and, you know, claim that they can cross-reference things and say, oh, she lifted this from here and that from there. But I have I take everything with a grain of salt. And so, I mean, if I'm going to, you know, it doesn't mean I won't go listen to ISIS Unveiled and maybe even oh, get yeah, something totally. good from it. But, you know. yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. I take it all with a grain of salt too. I just wanted to ask. I wanted to know because I've... You know, we've been talking about kind of this new age pushback lately, and I have a hard time with it, but I also kind of agree with a lot of it. I'm just sort of, you know, trying to take it all in myself, you know. Yeah, I find it quite fascinating because there's all these splits in in those esoteric sort of studies, you know, and then everybody gets, now everybody's a PSYOP, right? Steiner, uh, Manly P. Hall, Blavatsky. I mean, it's like none of these like right. real, real, prof, uh, prof, um, real, um, you know, super popular talented well, I, people you would think they're they're just like there's just people pushing back against everything these days so well well hall wrote secret teachings of all ages supposedly when he was 19 and i mean you know that tome is fucking it is ginormous it just ginormous and this is uh information that a 19 year old or had in his head like this thing's huge now you just got done saying that Blavatsky, her work took decades to do. This was done by a 19 year old. You yeah. understand that that's part of where some of the problems are coming in. What does a 19 year old really know or understand? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so that's, that's where part of the problem with this comes in. Is are, you, are you sure that was published when he was 19? I think it was uh I thought it's that was happening famous. after. I thought that was happening after his uh, all-seeing eye uh, magazines and all that in the in the late uh, mid twenties, late twenties. I don't know. It says twenty-seven on the Google results. Yeah, because he was. It, it, it seemed like he was years putting that together. Well, he was working on it during the uh, publishing his his um, monthly magazine. But I mean, I, either way, like I feel like there is something legit to these downloads. I mean, I mean, people are doing it nowadays. They've done it for a long time. They get this inspiration. They get this sort of automatic writing. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I almost take that. Uh, I, I know it's stupid to say this, but I almost feel like that's more credible in some ways to me than, than these uh, modern scientific writings and stuff that just leave out a bunch of crap, anyways. Or like, well. 
we listened. Uh, we also did uh, Charles Fort's books, and his his view on the whole thing is fascinating too. You know, on reality and phenomena, and and how how things are always changing and in flux, and how it all depends on your reality. All depends on the age we're living in because of the denial in the scientific uh, institutions and how that changes over time. It's it's pretty fascinating. So that gets us to like Fortean ideas. Did Grimerica start primarily as sort of cryptids and paranormal and ghost hauntings? Is that kind of the founding not, of it? Not ghosts, uh, but I would say more like UFOs, ancient mysteries, and then okay. spirituality kind of blends in with that. And then, of course, you know, it opens up. There's all these overlaps with all these conspiracies because the media slash academia slash scientific community is is sort of treating it in the same way, right? Treating all this stuff in the same way, ignoring it, ridiculing it, uh, trying to debunk it. So kind of gets lumped in with everything. And then, of course, come come around to 2016 and then 2020 with COVID and all that. And then now we're bigots. Know, now we're now we're far right bigots because, you know, far right. There's <laughs> one of I used to call Graham alt-right. Graham is a joke. And now by any fucking buddy's account, we're all right. And we, we haven't really changed. I mean, I got a little crazier. Probably. I mean, how do you not get preppy and anti-government when when you're going living through COVID? I mean, it's like, holy fuck, man, get more guns, get more bullets, get more food, start cannon shit, get a cut and get out of the city because because at the beginning it was like, oh, yeah, this is like the trial run. This is a trial run for what they're going to do later. And then it's like, oh, shit, they're just fucking going for it, man. They're just going. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know where it, I was. It was that, it was pretty weird here, guys, because like they're they were like oh no yeah different in Canada for sure they they I mean, were we, like, we were just we were, the media and hearing guys like you talk about it so we can't we don't have a reference to what you guys actually experienced but it was looking yeah. pretty shitty pretty grim Graham yeah yeah oh yeah, we yeah. Were, before the, right before the convoy we were like oh my god like this is getting crazy like the neighbors I, you felt like people were just about to start turning you in or telling on each other because of whatever mask where well, we have rat the- lines yeah there's the rat lines existed so that they could there is anonymous fucking rat lines put up in in alberta so do snitches no longer get stitches in canada no, no they get uh <laughs> they get made you get a hundred bucks no they still get stitches it's a little gold stitch on their collar and then yeah, a pat on the head exactly I think, you know. honorary military positions well, I mean, th- that's just it. We study this stuff for years and say problem, reaction, solution. And then mm-hmm. when it comes out that it's happening, it's almost impossible not to give them the reaction. You know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Now I'm a lunatic that's- with actual cameras in the woods by my house. I mean, that's fucking where I've degraded to over. <laughs> my mom said the same years. thing, man, that she, you know, my mom was kind of a lefty hippie. And she's like, you know, the left went so far away that now she's found herself on the right. You know, I mean, people do usually become conservative when they get older somewhat, but she's like, what the hell happened to, you know, she said, I really didn't change that much, you know, and I would agree with her. It's not like she became radicalized or she didn't change at all. You're still my same old mom, but now the whole sphere. Everyone went right. Yeah. Yeah. Radicalized. I mean, I'm an Indian, so the government's been fucking me us over for 150 years. It's like some of us are bound to radicalize just on that natural shift because there is a natural thing where you, you, you're, when you're a kid, you're an idiot. So you're like a super socialist leftist, you know, like, yeah, fucking stop the wars, free everything, man, you know, give me some free money. And then you have kids and you're like, fuck, 
you know, you can't have any more of my money. And, you know, and you're like, you remember in my case, you have kids and I have to start caring about like trans shit. Otherwise I wouldn't even really have to give a fuck. You know, I'm older. I moved past. I'm married. I don't give a fuck what you guys want to do, but I got a lot of kids. So it's like, okay, now I got to fucking be involved in that. So that was the last time YouTube dinged us real hard. We were sharing medical information, not even misinformation. They weren't (laughs) even debating. It was just medical information. We weren't even sharing medical information. We're laughing about the attorney general referring to vaginas as bonus holes. (laughs) I guess I missed that one. We showed the web page that included the vocabulary list and the definitions of each word. And under B category, it says bonus hole. And it provided it as an option for the language. And we were just saying, this is where we can find the definition. This is the source. We were citing our source. Earlier, I was going to ask, what is the crime for not having a bibliography to a book? What is the crime for not citing your sources? Is there any? No. I don't think so. We had glory holes up here. Hallelujah. (laughs) No, and this is is from the provincial health, like the highest up in the provincial health minister telling you to use glory holes during COVID. The federal. Oh, geez. How is that? How is that more? Well, you know, you got a barrier between you. They're like, just whatever you do, just get a barrier between you. Just keep the respiratory. As long as your random junk is poking through a random, which glory holes historically have never existed in good or clean places. (laughs) (laughs) Did did all the sperm banks become glory holes too? (laughs) Well, there's usually like some Windex there. You spray around it and wipe it with the paper towels, you know, usually. It'd be rude to spray alcohol (laughs) down there. What if the mouth, you know, wet their mouth? You don't know what's going on on the other side. Well, that would be a good tactic. Spray the alcohol through the hole. And if they go, ouch, maybe don't put your stuff back through there, you know. Like, oh, you got open sores. <laughs> dental oh dam. <laughs> dental dam. Oh, man, I forgot about the dental dam craze. Yeah, they should have talked about that. Use the dental dam, Jim. Do you have one? No, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> In they combination with the glory hole, yes. Dental dams all the way. <laughs> Do they have latex-free dental dams? I don't know, they they don't. have to. They have to. You think they've got? You know what about the old sheepskin dental dam? Do they got a sheepskin? <laughs> <laughs> for the you mean sheep uh, intestine dental dam? <laughs> That's a lot more expensive, I hear. Those are stinky too. I'm getting into Old Testament plagues now. <laughs> <laughs> We're blaming this on Sean's people. So what's the, on they? <laughs> Old Testament plagues. What's the, what's the craziest uh, uh, supernatural, metaphysical, magical phenomenon you guys say you've experienced? Because I know that you've uh, not just observed, but participated in some, uh, you know, what some people might call chaos magic or uh, practical or ritual magic. And uh, so I, I'm curious to hear what's the what's the most wackadoo story off the top of your guys' head. Well, I can't. The one that I that is that answers that question. I can't talk about it because okay. when I when I do it, uh, it happens. 
No, that's yeah. I definitely don't want you to do that. Okay, I'm go not with number two. Then. Go with number two. <laughs> no, yeah. Number... I, I mean, I understand that's real. There's certain things that if uh, if you bring them back into the sphere of consciousness, then you're inviting the the Are you whatever you negative thing. And I definitely didn't mean that. Obviously, no, whatever. no, no. I know, but it, it, that's how that's how like real it is, right? Yeah, it's that's crazy. scary. Yeah. I didn't uh, hear what Balderson said there, though. I said, you telling us you can't say Beetlejuice? <laughs> something like that. It's something like that. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't really have one. I would say people should just read uh, read some books like Thinking Grow Rich and Outwitting the Devil and some of that stuff. And, and that stuff's a lot. A lot realer than you think if you can get your head around it properly and do it right. We got to practice it. That's I would add that. Yeah, you I might have to read it 10 here. times. You know, you might have to really right. read it a bunch of times to get your head through. But that's to, that, that's okay. the kind of magic magic I'm interested in. I've had some and pretty, pretty, pretty insane. Yeah, Darren's been been good at that sort of new thought manifestation type stuff just by, just by the power of his will. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. I have that one too. That's another great one. Yeah. Yeah. I take that shit super seriously. I even really only listen to music. I mean, I do love my country western, but uh, I try to only listen to music that wants the best for me. And I don't watch, you know, downer TV. I don't really watch any TV at all. But uh, if you can keep your head in the right place, you can, and you're, and you can like zoom out far enough, you can, you can get anything you want. You know, you still have, you still be pissed off half the time and have shitty days, but you know, you just be able to look back one day and be like, "Holy fuck, man! I got everything I wanted, really." You know, just by fucking put my head down. That's the big part. All these fucking new takes on Napoleon Hill stuff because Napoleon Hill stuff is probably takes on older stuff. That's as far back as I've taken it. But uh, all the new shit rips him off, you know. That's like all all the yeah. new stuff is a spinoff of Thing Grow Rich, and they all forget the part of fucking busting your ass, man. So when people are like, "Oh, you're lucky this, you're lucky that," it's like, "Yeah, dude, yeah." Fucking ask my wife how much I fucking work. I work fucking sixteen hours a day, you know, on average for for a long time. And then when I'm fifty, I'll be like, "Hey, hey," and people will be like, "Oh, you're lucky again." I'll be like, "No, man, I just fucking work." my fucking ass off at the same time as doing all the new thought stuff in the background. And I mean, it becomes a hard thing where it's hard to even know if it's, if it's a chicken or the egg, you know, what comes first? Do you fake it till you make it or you start? To I would say it, that's the magic, right? Is the a little bit so you can fake it a little bit better. You can start, you start to see it work a little bit. So then you're like, they give oh, you all this yeah. affirmative language. Because in the beginning, but, you don't even really know what you're fucking talking about. You think you're yeah. thinking about it, but you're not. You're not. You're still bitching about your bills or stressing about your bills. And you can't even have any of that in there. You can't. You just, just got to let mean, it go. I'm not telling you not to worry about your bills, but that can't be part of your process. It just can't. You're All of your fucking money thought and see, all that shit at the same time as you're busting your ass has to be on abundance. It has to be all the time on I got this. I got this. Do you, Dude, I, do you remember, you, Darren, what they said to you? Uh... Just on that principle. I mean, when I moved into, not this house, but my last house, when I moved into that place, I didn't even know how I was going to fucking afford it. I was like, that's when it really started to click in is because I was sick of living in a fucking basement apartment. 
And I was like, I need to fuck because I'm, you know, divorced, playing alimony and all that shit. And it's like, well, I I wanted to get into this house. And I'm like, okay, what can I cut out? What can I cut out to have enough money to pay this? You know, it's an extra 700 bucks a month in rent or whatever it was. Fucking A right, out. man. And then right at that moment is when I was just like, no, 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 no. I just got to fucking come up with, here's how I got to think about this problem is how can I make another 700 bucks a month? Yeah. And then that was really the fucking time when it really clicked into me is that's how you got to go on all that thoughts. You can't ever be like, oh, fuck, how am I going to get this money? You got to just have that. I just got to come up with this money. That's no problem. Next 700 bucks, that's fucking nothing. And I can tell you that I've like played that fucking forward, dude. I just need another fucking... Dude, I really want this new fucking truck. It's the fucking nicest one they make. I just need to come up with another fifteen hundred bucks a month, and I can afford that payment, you know. And you can just sort of do it like that. And it makes me wonder, you know, I'm just still playing at the the fucking shallow end of the pool, man. There's some people that are doing this at a much higher level, and you I just think, need two more billion. Yeah, it's like I just can't get my head there, but you know, some people can, and I really think that's how the whole fucking thing works. But did back you see here. how? Uh, uh, I was gonna say about Napoleon Hill. Did you see how that he ended up with that title for the book? He, he didn't have know. a title for uh, for Think and Grow Rich, and uh, his publisher threatened to publish it uh, as "Use Your Noodle to Get the Caboodle." because <laughs> he couldn't he didn't give him he wouldn't give him a title because he's like i'm thinking you know i'm trying to get it right because he wants it to be perfect or whatever but i think it was you that i interrupted graham go ahead i just thought that no was no 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 no. it's okay i just i want to get a chance to get my uh i mean just to get back to your question about sort of the paranormal type stuff like not about the sort of the biggest darkest type thing but i mean i i did you know i had a, a ufo sighting and a, a kundalini experience and some reiki like some physical reiki sort of experiences that kind of sort of new age stuff and also uh you know a ghost encounter when i was younger and um and, then this, this, and then this this when i first tried this chaos magic like it changed it shifted my life 180 degrees like within a week so and I and I've I've met other people too that um that that's you know that's made like specific changes to their life. But I I don't know if I I have a bit of a different take on it now. I'm a little bit leery about about uh, practicing anything at this point, like like that, reaching out too too far to anything. Um, so it's common too, yeah. That you you try a little few things, you find out it definitely works. Maybe you have some. I had a bad, uh, not a terrible experience, but something that made me do the same thing. Like, well, I don't know if I need to draw any more sigils on a piece of paper or whatever. Yeah, I don't you know, talk any of that shit. I just, I just, I just strictly go on attitude. And like, dude, I'm bitchy, dude. I'd be bitchy half the time, but. uh I still just know in my head that everything's going to be all right and uh, where I'm headed. I just know where I'm headed. That's really what it boils down to is know where the fuck you're headed. If you don't know, you don't have a definitive goal. Desire, but, goal, yeah. yeah that you don't know that's where why they focus headed. on intention so much and it becomes woo-woo, but it, yeah, intention is actually exactly very plain. What you, want. you need to know right. exactly what you want or you ain't getting it. You can't even start to get towards getting it unless you know exactly what the fuck you want once you start to know exactly what you want i mean you can't just be not this or better than this it has to be right. very, very fucking precise and then you can start to 
put shit together and you'll start small and it'll work out and then you'll get excited but you know start now because you're not you're not getting any younger i could say that if i knew what i know now at fucking 20 dude i see that meme going around where it's like would you take 10 million or knowing everything you know now at uh 15 or something like that right and it's like dude if i knew everything i knew now at fucking 20 be fucking doing a lot better than i am now and i'm not doing too bad by most people still i'm not doing great i mean don't get me wrong i'm not fucking rich i just uh i have a day job that i've worked at for 20 years that i've managed to do well at and uh get into upper management and i bust my ass with all this stuff with graham you know I've, i have six jobs and it's enough that i don't have to stress out about buying groceries i still have to stress out about buying other stuff you know i have you know what it is i have just enough that i don't have to stress about my bills though i don't think about fuck the rents due. oh fuck that bill's coming up up you know i'm not i got fucking i don't have thousands i got you know a few grand stashed away but I'm never, I never, you know, that's really when Rogan says it, that is really, I don't know if it gets better from here because I never had more. Maybe when I have 10 million, I'll be like, ah, no, fucking, it's better to have 10 million. But he always says, you just, once you get to that point that you're not stressing about your bills, everything can sort of really start to change because that's what really fucking changes the shit is when that's what's impossible to get out of. It gets you out of survival mode. To me, that's the thing is that like you can, you can actually get out of survival mode even if you've got outstanding bills. You know, it's a it's a mind situation more than it is because the truth is everything is accommodated to everyone at all times for the most part. Now, I mean, there are very rare tragic situations where you die or you or something goes so badly that it affects you for the rest of your life. But most of the time, if you're behind on your rent, somehow it fucking comes up, you know. Even if you get evicted, you, you could call that a come up. Sometimes there's lots of times where I've seen people get evicted and their life fucking improves by huge folds because they had to give up whatever trying to hold that shitty spot down was. And now, even though they had to get rid of a bunch of stuff and pack it all in a hurry and maybe lose some stuff or whatever, then the breath of fresh air that comes from whatever happened next is actually the same level up that you were describing. You know, SB, is that part of the magic? with your bills, call them outstanding, beautiful, extraordinary. This is a wonderful <laughs> bill. I love the paper it's printed on. love everything about it. I love the person who sent it to me. I love the person who licked that hey, envelope. I mean, now, if you really want to challenge yourself, send blessings to your bill, to the people you owe money to. Tell them you love them. Tell them you appreciate them in your heart. Say, I'm sending this bill. I've owed you this money. I'm sorry I'm late. Here it is. You know, that's, that's a challenge, man, to be affirmative in the negative areas, you know. Yeah, if your enemy in life is a bill collector or a bill or a student loan that you want Bernie Sanders to forgive you for having, <laughs> what what are you doing with your life if you're defined by your negative balance? The U.S. government is how many trillions of dollars in debt? Is debt really the worst thing that's happening in your life? Well, not only that, it's like how I like to do it now is if I get blindsided by a weird bill and I'm just like, motherfucker. And I'll just be like, man, imagine if you would have got that 10 years ago. That would have just ruined your fucking life. And I'm not talking about a lot of money, man. I'm talking about like the other day I did it with an $800 bill. It was 800 bucks for, I forget what, but it was a surprise, you know, not like one of your regular bills. It's like, surprise, motherfucker, you owe us 800 bucks. And it's like, God damn it. And I'm kind of stressing about it, but it's like, well, at least I can just pay it. 
you know, yeah. at least like if I was that, that's honestly what I thought is I was like, fuck 10 years ago, man, this would have ruined like fucking three months of my fucking life. And now I can just, you know, and that's how I kind of get my head out of that thing now. But it's kind of that I like that you, you, you'll figure it the fuck out, man. We talked, we were lucky enough to talk to John McAfee a couple of times oh, before, awesome. uh, before he passed away. And uh, the, the main thing he said, the main takeaway I had from his stuff interviews was, it was just like, just fucking chase your dreams, quit your job. He's like, you'll figure it out, man. He's like, you'll, you'll always figure it out. Like you, if people didn't figure it out, there'd be way more fucking homeless people. You know, it's not like, ah, oh, fuck, I quit my job to try podcasting and now I'm fucking homeless. You know, he's like, you'll go get another job or you'll this or that. Just like, uh, you know, it's just like, you'll figure it out. You'll always fucking figure it out. Like the rent's a good example. You know, the, whatever you're fucking stressing about right now, in like two months, you're just going to be like, oh yeah, that was fucking nothing. And I'm yeah. you might have some real shit coming up that you can't apply that to. That is not a Right, problem. there's always exceptions All where something really ways. rings your bell. But fucking nine times out of ten, that probably applies to your situation. You could probably just fucking, you're going to figure it out. Even if it doesn't seem like you're going to figure it out right now, you probably will. And if you start thinking about it like that, you'll probably figure it out faster. What gets Sam me? just left me hanging. What gets I think it me? scales up too. I mean, once you have more more money, more wealth, more problems come at you, it's still the the same amount of work that you put into it. It's the same amount of effort, and you can succeed and flow through it. You know, it's exactly. not a lot more to get through million dollar problems as it is hundred dollar problems. But it's actually less. Yeah. Because you're not in survival mode, like like uh, the other fellow was saying, you're not freaking out. You're just like you know, not catastrophizing everything. That's kind of like a way I sort of look at things sometimes too. Is like fucking twenty years ago, is like fifty bucks was a problem, and then it's like, you know, ten years ago, five hundred bucks was a problem, and now you know, if I had to come up with ten grand tomorrow, I'd be fucking stressing out a little bit, but I could probably do it. You know, I'd have to like really overextend myself or figure something out your head call some people whatever you got yeah yeah Yeah. would be the same the same jump for you back then yeah exactly exactly so you can kind of just go like and i think i'm still like i say i still think you know i'm playing in the shallow end of the pool i'm still fighting off a bunch of demons of my own that other people could be better at me when they're younger and really fucking do well. Don't let them convince you that you're fucking useless or powerless. Don't be useless. I mean, most young people are fucking useless. I run a company with like, you know, a bunch of welders and shit and uh, trying to find people in their 20s that aren't oh fucking God. idiots. Like, come on, the dude was in his But 20s. no, dude, dude, it's different because you know in your 20s? when I was 20, we were fucking switched on. You could throw a bunch of 20-year-olds and a fucking 26-year-old on site. And I do have a couple tw- late 20 guys that that are pretty switched on and they can run a crew, but they still can't do the shit that like when we were in our 20s, man. When I was 24, dude, you dropped me on a site with a fucking crane and fucking three dudes, and I'll build a fucking warehouse in a week. You just keep dropping the fucking steel off. And now the amount of people, and I'm not even that great. You know, I wasn't even that great. I was that's like, what I'm saying. Like the, the dude like, that I looked up nowadays, to. Nowadays. 
they're gone. There's like this, there's like, the, the, I don't know what happened, but I like, I wasn't special. It wasn't just me. It was like, say I would call it five out of 10 of the dudes my age had it in them to fucking go run a crew and fucking build a warehouse or do their carpentry or whatever, fill in the blank for whatever profession they were doing. But five out of 10 of them at 25 could go fucking do it because they wanted to. Now it's like one out of 10, man. They're like half autistic. It's fucked up, dude. Some of them are fully autistic. And though a good portion of what you're talking about right now is just straight will. And do you think that somehow people are being born without will? Like you see this in, in uh, like when I was young, you, you saw dudes, like a little dude could stand in a fight and it didn't matter. You saw that the only thing that mattered was will. And it didn't matter how big a dude was. As long as he had that, he was, he was willing to stay in the fight. I think they're and, all autistic dude, straight up. I think the fucking autism is taken over. And I, I think I can tell you why they're all autistic. I won't say it on your program because it's just a strike. You know, it's low hanging fruit. Everybody, we're two, knows hour, we're two hours into it, man. They quit it's listening. Free game. Well, I think everybody knows anyway. I mean, it's not a rocket science <laughs> to figure out. Uh, For the but, last thirty I'd years, the they've been jacking us up. Yeah. They've been jacking us up on shots and social media, and I think the fucking opt- yeah. I think that's what the transgenders from. All of it is because everyone's a little bit autistic. We don't even really know what it is, but we're fucking up their brains. Mm-hmm. Dude, I have some dudes that can... I shouldn't actually... I shouldn't knock as specific in case people are listening, but I have some dudes that grind rail like a motherfucker, dude. Like, it's like it's his job. It's like a Tony Hawk pro skater it's, reference. Yeah, if he's grinding shit, but anything yeah. else, man, look the fuck out. He's driving a car. Don't be in front of him, you know? like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... There, there is a bit of the learned helplessness where people are putting hashtag mental health awareness and they're identifying with the quality or the symptoms that debilitate them the most. Self-diagnosing with handicaps and other things and then sort of shirking responsibility to say, well, I'm not capable of doing anything. I can't do anything about anything. This is this is how I was born. I blame my parents, blame the boomers, blaming everybody else. But that doesn't get anyone anywhere. And no one's going to do the work for you, clearly. So Parenting just to do something. Playing a role, I would say, though, because, like, I don't know. It's I definitely think there's a lot of nurture going on. Because my kids are young and they're out fucking wrangling horses and riding them. You know, that's what they were doing today. So, and then other kids are fucking retarded. So it's like, I don't know. You know, they don't have shots either. So um, Ah. there's there's that taken out as well. But there's a bunch of kids their age that are just to switch on that do have those shots. So I think there's that complete lack of, of, uh, like, these kids don't get any free range time anymore. Like, there's nothing. There's fucking... It's, like, weird to let your kid go to the store by himself when he's 10 or 11. And it's, like, think about what you were doing when you were 10, man. Like, I I don't know what any of you guys... I just met every one of you today. But I can guarantee you, if I asked you what you were doing by yourself when you were 10 years old, it's fucking crazy. It would sound crazy to let... And, dude, I even catch myself doing this. 
where I'm like, I have to be like, where my kids are like, I want to go do this. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know. And I'm I was, like, I was learning the difference between cabbages plant. and lettuces at the grocery store. I had to get a shopping list. I wanted to have tacos tonight. Well, I want lettuce. Well, I got to go run to the grocery store and figure out, well, that's uh, cabbage. That's a rutabaga. Identifying produce, figuring things out, making mistakes, embarrassing myself, and then learning from that. And we had guns, most of us, right? Like a twenty-two yeah. or a pellet gun. We were running around with those. For nothing. In the woods. I mean, I just like, so now I try oh, and really just cool. push my kids out and get them, you know, let them, let them go fall off a horse, you know, touch wood. Hopefully, I mean, she did fall off a horse the other day. Uh, she didn't get hurt, luckily. But, you know, that's the kind of stuff that's really going to make them better adults than, than being stuck in the house in this weird we're domesticated enough. I don't know. I really think that's a huge part of it, though, is the lack of of like what we all did we're doing when we were kids you know like it's funny because i don't know how old you guys are but when i talk to other people that are 40 i'm talking about well you know we were playing this game called kick the can it's like hide and go seek you just run through the fucking neighbor's yards and nobody really gave a fuck and it's like i don't even know how i would react if i seen a bunch of kids come running through my yard these days you know what i mean so i'm like very much trying to not be part of the problem yeah it's tactile reality kids today they're in their heads and their fingers and that's it so it's not even a, a you're not even a real person you're just a digital footprint is all and that's sad it's really sad yeah you don't want to be that you just try and really not and it's hard because like dude i make half half my living on the internet so we're doing audiobooks and i'm fucking studying youtube algorithms and you know, it's very easy to get trapped in this thing where you're just listening to audio all fucking day. You just said no peace and quiet. And you're just like, you know, I have to, my wife has to slap me out of it sometimes because I'm just like, I turn into a robot. She pulled the headphones off your ears. Where it's just like, I got all this shit to do. And it's like, you know, so it's especially I feel like when with guys like us or your podcast and you're just you're online all the time, you got to promote, you got to do <laughs> Yeah. You gotta do this, you gotta do that. It can be hard to pull out. Is that where you go into the value for value model and you encourage the listeners to help you with the marketing, the sharing? Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, we run a, we run them all. So we do run on the Grand America show. We run that value for value. We still do, we always have. But uh then we do we get some shit from some people because we are our, our thought is that shows value for value. There's no ads in it. There never will be. It's all there. It's all free. It's all available. And, you know, we, we never did great at that. We did all right. Built a great community. Made a couple of bucks. Not enough to pay, like, not enough to ever consider quitting your job or anything, though. And then, um, you know, it was kind of right around the same time that I moved into that house that I was talking about before this house. Now I'm in the fucking prairies in the bush i got i'm in the woods in the prairies it's like the perfect place you could be in my opinion but uh when i moved to that other house and i didn't have the money that's when grandma and i were like okay well what do we want to do it's time to like start thinking about what the fuck we want to do because i just moved into a house that i can't afford and the rent's going to be due in another month so um that's kind of when we started outlawed so we started doing the the mo that model where it's like okay we'll give you the first hour for free because we knew our buddy greg at thc and our buddies over at mysterious universe that were doing quite well doing this model and 
you know, we decided we were too far in and we had talked too much shit on Grammarica to consider doing it with that show. So we started the new show, The Outlawed. We did the membership thing and that helped, you know, between those two, we were close enough that uh, start thinking about quitting the job. So we were kind of running the membership model and the value for value model. And then, then we got into sales. That's really what, you know, so we sell stuff. We sell audiobooks, a hundred different audiobooks, books I wrote. I wrote books to try and sell those. And um, so we do that sales model. And then now we've got into the YouTube thing with the running ads. So it's basically like, you know, when you're doing it at, at the level we're trying to do it at, we're trying to run it like, like a station. You know, it's like it's not just some slap together shit from the get go we've got a plan with this thing because you know we know other audiobook things on youtube that are that are making a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars a year and with arguably less less uh worse content than we've got so and we've been pleasantly surprised i mean we just finally got to the point where we we're able to start two hundred thousand dollars for reading books and recording it well dude when we got shut down by amazon we were we were making probably i think the last year we were we made 95. Jesus that, Christ. we were only getting 40 percent of the cut i mean that's with 100 nice. bucks for sale mm -hmm. but i mean like so then we got kicked out of amazon we lost all that money you know it's been a struggle ever since then that just happened in august i mean luckily i still work full-time like i still have a i'm the boss at a, a company so i was like it gets tight, but I'm not worried. Graham was like, Graham had quit and gone on like What's it's that? not like it's just whatever you fucking you just decide. No, it's hard to, it's hard to, no, it's hard to figure out because it's got to be. You got to study your market, man. Yeah, it's hard to figure out what's because you you fucking read books and some of them don't sell for shit. Right. So you waste you gotta, all. You got to really get to know your market and find out what people want. You. Know? Yeah, that's almost, awesome that you're pulling we it off. Gave up on it because we had. I'll bet they snapped you down. They didn't. Well, before we even shut down, when we first started, you try this book and it's like, eh, nothing, nothing. Right. So we had done three books in 2020, and I think we made 278 bucks for the whole year. And we were just like getting ready to fucking shut it down. This is, you know, waste time. And then we did the, I think it was the Secret Teachings of All Ages. That might have been the one. It was either the Secret Teachings of All Ages or the Secret Doctor. We did one of those. The ones Baldy hates. Um, so we did, <laughs> we one of those, and we did that and like fucking the next month we had made 1200 bucks or something like nice. that and we're like ah well it must have just been a bump from our audience but i mean as you guys know trying to get your audience to do anything is fucking impossible so then it turns out the next month you know it's fucking 1600 so it's just this one book was was selling 10 copies a day on audible which seems to it was a seemingly in, inexhaustible market and uh so we just like holy fuck what else can we do you know secret doctor two then of course that doesn't do as good as secret doctor one and then you know then you find one weird ones that do well now i mean i can say this every time i say we're we're, we're done with finding big ones we end up just finding another big one and work out what we found recently is we can do books that other people have already done and they'll still do well just based on on preference but so then we got shut down by amazon they just pulled a plug on us we had exclusive contract with them and uh i mean we were almost fucked like graham almost graham did go back to work he's been working sort of part-time and that because his 
pull the rug out from under you. The podcasts don't pay enough to, for us to Fuck no. live <laughs> off of at all. They're kind of a, for the fun. They're a marketing tool. We make a right. little bit of money. Um, so, um, yeah, now we're just sort of crawling back. We got in bed with Findaway, and they're sort of a back route into Audible. That's what originally we got into because it didn't seem like there's money in audiobooks any place but Audible. We were like, well, fuck, what the fuck are we going to do now? And then it turns out, well, there's this Findaway, and they'll get you in Audible, but now we're not exclusive to Audible. It's going to take fucking 10 times as long to get them all in there, and your royalty rate is cut in half. Unless then the new find-away is taking a bit of that as well because you lose half right away for being non-exclusive plus your new distributor's taking a chunk. Yikes. But the beauty of that is now we're non-exclusive. So then we start thinking about other ways we can sell the content. So then right away, find-away gets you into all these other fucking places. And there's just like, it's just the just keep swimming, man. Just because honestly, dude, it feels like these motherfuckers are trying to fucking shoot me down every fucking chance I get. And I start to take that personally. But if you read those fucking books by guys like Napoleon Hill, you realize that this is fucking par for the course, man. The better yep. you're trying to do, the more fucking adversity you're going to face because it's going to make sure you're not a fucking quitter. It's so the guardian we, at the threshold. Yeah, we just sort of just, keep, okay, <laughs> what the fuck are we going to do next? What the fuck are we going to do next? So then we're like, sort of trickling these books back in auto. We had 107 books for sale in Audible. Now I think I just looked the other day we were up to back up to 37. Luckily out of those 37, like eight were eight or nine were better sellers got in quicker. So we've recouped, I think, you know, 20% of the income there. Um, but lo and behold, um, fucking Spotify buys find away voices and takes a big fucking swing at audiobooks. They want to start taken on audible so now you know it turns out that yeah, maybe you can ride now, away and the other thing is spotify is like well we'll give you 80 percent. we'll give you 80 percent off wow. commission instead of 20 percent. so right away it's like a four to one so i just don't have to sell fucking yeah. one book on spotify for every four on on audible the big thing that they did is they they did some sort of credit system so if you're a we, we can get paid just by, if you're a Spotify member, you can just watch 15 hours a month audiobook, I guess, now. And I'll make so much sense per hour or whatever. It's really not a lot, but they've also, in, I think, just in has that system with their uh, premium. Yeah. But now they're doing credits, too. Yeah. So that's the big one. Because, like, with Audible, 90% of your sales are credits. People get stuck in this monthly thing. And they got these credits every month and they got to spend yeah. so every month. 90% of our sales on audible were credits and so not Spotify's introduced that same credit system. We're noticing they're fucking creeping up. They're creeping up now. They're so, you know, there's another 20% or 25% of that income back seemingly through Spotify. Then we should Cho be right choosing, to buy, choosing to spend 20 books on a 20 bucks on a book is different then I have four credits and I just need to burn them. Exactly. And, you know, for some reason that doesn't equate into people's mind that that credit costs you $20. Like, Oh yeah, I got four credits. I, yeah, I'll just pick this book. It's, that well, it's just like a poker yeah. chip, right? You know, yeah. if you so sit at the poker table okay. with cash, you put, you bet very different with hundred dollar bills than you do with poker chips, you know? Yeah. Between, between those two, we'll eventually, you know, when all of our books are available on both those two platforms, we'll have recouped all of that money back. 
probably. And then we're like, well, shit. Then we still have all these books. We don't have any. We're not exclusive with anyone. They're on Spotify. I don't think there's a lot of crossover with them in the Audible market. And they're on Audible. And, you know, so we start podcasts. So we started the Adult Brain Podcast. We'll throw uh, all the books we make up on this podcast. We throw, I think, two hours every book for free. An hour or two, depending on the, how long the book Genius. is. So you can get a good chunk of it. How you can listen to say two hours of a ten-hour book, decide if you like it enough to get hooked. Yeah, and then you can either yeah. wait. You can either wait, you know, because what we do is every month we take three of those hundred books on a rolling scale, and three of them are free. So every month, three new free books, three new oh, free wow. books. But if you get hooked, you can pay us fucking seven bucks a month. And we're actually thinking about bringing that down. I'll probably uh, drop the price down to three bucks a month pretty soon. Seven is yeah. really low. Yeah, I think we'll go down even further than that because Audible and those guys want 15, so I want to be like a fifth of that. You know, I want to come down because the content's made. So anyway, we're going to drop that price down soon. But right now for 7 bucks a month, you can like uh, you can get all the books all the oh, time. Wow. So they're all there, 150 books. You can get them anytime, all the time. Great. And then what we've decided now is, well, you know, the YouTube, there's no crossover with the podcast. And if the podcast don't have to list to and full of advertisements, not full of them. We put an ad about every hour, every 45 minutes to an hour, depending on the length of the book. And uh, but the real beauty is YouTube always puts that ad right at the beginning. That's really like 90%, 95% of your revenue is going to come from that first click. Most people aren't going to make it to the next ad. The beauty about the long form content, though, is the people that do will make up for everyone else because it's not a five minute video or an eight minute video. So, you know, lo and behold, we start throwing them on youtube and what's the average yeah. listen or watch rate depends on the book i've on isis unveiled you know it's been up for about two weeks it's got 12 or fifteen thousand views and the average watch rate is probably i think the last time i checked was about 33 or 34 minutes that's, that's, that's fairly good. amazing that yeah. the occult is is so popular currently i mean just in two weeks that's that's shocking Oh, you do. We've only got we only fucking monetized like a week and a half ago. So we know we monetized January 28th because you couldn't monetize. It took us a year to get to a thousand followers. So we didn't want to start dumping out all the big content until we hadn't even decided we were going to do it yet. Honestly, to be perfectly honest, we just decided once we monetize and I we put out ISIS unveiled and it was like, holy shit, we're making like a hundred bucks a week off ISIS unveiled right now. That's like more than we make on sales or it's at least par to what we make on sales so wow trailblazing right now. So now we're in the channel trying to grow this audiobook and there's a bunch of competition but everyone else is doing ai so yeah. we have that so no one and i think they're gonna ai moves are coming i don't know what they're gonna be but there's a real chance that youtube's not gonna let you monetize if you got a bunch of ai reading everything all the time but I mean, you want to talk about perseverance, dude. I just like fucking they. So we get set up. We're doing. We start releasing these books. We got a hundred books to fucking release. Everyone we're talking to says, "Don't release them. If you release them every day, or if you just upload them all the time, you're just gonna ruin all your growth potential. And it'll take you ten years to accomplish what you could accomplish in six months if you get a good, steady schedule going." So we're like, I don't know, I read a bunch of books, I watched a bunch of videos, dig into it, and everything I can find says this to do it. So we're kind of living out that process right now, but 
you know, we just start getting paid from there and fucking boom, you get demonetized. YouTube, oh, you can't be monetized because of, I don't know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And it's like, well, fuck, you know, and your first thought is, well, fuck YouTube, man. Fuck it. But yeah. And it's like, well, no, well, then you got to do this appeal and you got to do this, you got to do that. So we jumped through their hoops and, you know, we get re-monetized, but we could have just gave up at that point too. You know, there's a, there's a point where in my life where I would just said, well, fuck it. This ain't, you know, too hard. We don't like it, but they're just like, well, we're just making sure you guys are you guys. Like, you know, anyone could be downloading these. So they, they made us send in a video of like Graham on video. Verification. Oh, wow. So now we're like locked in on there. And I mean, honestly, it's starting to look like YouTube might be the biggest, the biggest one. It might be. The, I mean, right now it's 2.2 billion fucking active users a day and a billion hours of content watched every day. It's like, I don't even yep. have to, if that thing, it's just like, I don't know. But it seems like YouTube's premium service has got a hundred million people paying for it. People are paying for youtube now yeah and that's about 30 percent of our revenue it looks like so it's about 70 percent is coming from people watching the ads and but the other thing is that it, it gives us this whole new avenue where we can now say our books are fucking free here you go go get the books for free we're still making money but they're free so we're able to cover like every end of the spectrum you know you that's can buy them you can podcast them or if you want them for free they're way easier to promote free way easier to get people to click on them because if you just get people to click on them one fucking time they got to watch that first ad so there's your you know you so basically for every the average works out to about for every thousand people you can get to click on it it's like uh 10 bucks so then you start fucking looking at well how do i get these motherfuckers to click on this fucking thing <laughs> and the fucking, now i'm you know and i do this with a lot of my stuff but now i'm you know got a whole stack of books on marketing and influence and i've always been into the persuasion kind of stuff i was a big scott adams fan before it was popular yeah because some of his early stuff before everyone hated him before he took off like his early stuff uh, how to fail at everything and still win big man that's one of the best books i've ever fucking read as far as the self-help genre napoleon hill if you like napoleon hill scott adams first fucking book um, how to fail at everything and still win big or something like that is fucking amazing. It's a real practical guide to the exact same fucking thing. So now we're trying this YouTube thing and I get addicted to that. So I'm looking at yeah, reading the books, reading the things. Cause it's like, you know, if I can get 1.8 out of every hundred people to click on my thumbnail, that's a lot less than like right now, for example, on, on ISIS and Thoth where we're making money it's like say five or six percent to click through rate so if i take that to even down to a 1.6 on a different one it's fucking the difference is whether you're making money or you're not making money and uh it's like well the is isis unveiled a better book than thinking grow rich is it that much more popular i don't think that it is i so then it comes down to this fucking thumbnail thing you just got to get them to click on the fucking thing whether that's with the title or the thumbnail, but it turns out that it's like 89% of this shit is not through search. It's not, it's all through 89% of all our views come from the homepage. So that's just you fucking opening YouTube and scrolling down. And because to recommendations, you like something page. that someone else liked or boob, boob, boob. I mean, 
we got yeah. nobody subscribed compared to our views. So it's only like 8% of our videos are watched by our actual subscribers. So tr that's wow. fucking matter. And then mm -hmm. the, the next one is that other one I just told you. It's like, it's uh, no one's searching it anymore. It used to be you wanted to be on YouTube because it was a high search thing in Google. But now that I'm making actual YouTube content, it's like, well, it's like 12% of these people found it through search. And out of that, only like 6% of that 12% was out external. Most of it was within YouTube. So there's really no Google value to it anymore. But it just comes down to these fucking thumbnails, man. You just got to get them. They're, YouTube's going to put you in the fucking playing field, right? Because it's going to be like, YouTube wants people to keep clicking, and especially now that we're not making controversial content, right? This is new for me because for the oh. last years, everything. Okay, so now, now, now we get the because you because you've been confusing the fuck out of me because I got yeah. my shit and like yeah, we can't. Nothing we do can be on YouTube. We don't get recommended. Yeah. We've been at 10,000 followers on our other YouTube channel for 10 years. It hasn't fucking mm -hmm. moved. It doesn't matter. But our new channel gains, you know, 100 followers a day because it's now we're finally, and we're like just talking with YouTube. You know, YouTube likes us because we're YouTube-friendly content that engages the audience for a long amount of time. But the point is, it's all, so YouTube's algo is trying to put your fucking shit in front of people who they think might want to click on it. And at this point, I got to assume it's the same people. So why are six people clicking on ISIS and 6% out of every 100 and six out of every 100 are clicking on Thoth, but only one and a half of every 100 are clicking on Outwitting the Devil, which is one of the best books ever fucking written, or Think and Grow Rich, or these, you know, fill in the blank. Because we've got some books out there that should be doing fucking better. And all I can think of is it's the fucking thumbnail. I got to figure out. So that's how you out with the devil? It's by having a, a thumbnail? That seems to be it on YouTube. It mm -hmm. seems to be you got to get them to click on. I mean, it could just be title. I could be overthinking it. It could just be like, nah, I already read Think and Grow Rich. Or there's well, 10 versions other, more noses. I thought maybe it was because there's already 10 versions of Think and Grow Rich on YouTube, but then you do a Thoth and it, it it looks like it's taken off too, and there's ten versions of Thoth on there. It's just is, it, is it upload date or as near as I can tell, it's that fucking thumbnail. It's a thumbnail. That's what I'm. That's what I've come down to. And like everything I know about people in 2024, I mean, why not? So is it boobs? judging books by covers yeah. again? Yeah, yeah, 100 <laughs> percent judging books by covers, dude. I spend. Because it's funny because all the literature says more spend more time on your thumbnails than you do on your man that and it's like not and now all of a sudden, dude, this is like ten percent of my fucking work time on a video is like fucking just like I've got like seven thumbnails I'm going back and forth between. If yeah, I put dude. one up and if it doesn't get enough engagement in the first few hours, I'm thinking about what I'm gonna switch it to. That's what Netflix does with their movies and their series. They have multiple thumbnail images and they will adjust the thumbnail to fit the demographic. I think the specific example was there's a movie that had maybe one black person in it. But if you put that black person on the poster, then, then that demographic is more likely to click on it than if it's just white people in love, this sort of thing. 
So knowing the audience and then playing to them is one thing that Netflix has admitted to. And we've seen I'll that. From like the, the AB testing, the ABC testing, YouTube itself, Google, they do this testing. I've got three different Instagram accounts and I'll log in. Each account displays the graphic user interface differently to each account. So everything is just tweaked just a little bit. And that's where we're talking about the nuance of understanding that just a minor difference makes a huge difference in a big numbers game. It's just I mean, something you never figured you'd get yourself, see yourself doing. You know what I mean? I mean like, it, Jesus Christ, I'm a like market design. I, yeah. I, it's no different than selling any other product, though, because I mean, basically any product. If you can make it look appealing, it doesn't matter how shitty the product is inside. People want that blingy fucking wrapping on it. And it's, it, it's harder when everything's free, though. Like, right. It, it makes it, it just pollutes the whole space because everything, you can have anything. And you could just have it for a second or you can have the whole thing. But I know what you mean. I mean, at the at the end of the day, it hasn't fucking changed. If you can sell shit, you can sell shit. Yeah. It should be easier to sell it for free by all. But it it's all about be. the packaging. But you're also it's selling it to retards, so you can't rule that out. Sometimes you got to raise the price way up, and then people buy the hell out of it. I was just fucking reading a book about that today. Dude, uh, Freeman Fly says that. Freeman Fly uh, I was hanging out with him, uh, was it last year? And uh, he was saying that when he asked people back before YouTube, back before all that, when Freeman had, you know, millions and millions of followers, he said, if I asked for $1, he's like, I would have been a millionaire. And if everybody gave me one, he goes, and I couldn't ever get that. But as soon as I started for bigger things, then all of a sudden, like when I want, when he got his house, and he needed uh, like $30,000 or something like that uh, to get a down payment on his house. He said, that was no problem. That appeared in weeks. But trying to get people to send me $1 was impossible. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's about one and a half percent that we figure support. It goes up on this. Uh, it goes up on the, uh, if you make them pay for the second half, you can get that number up like to almost 10%. I'm you think it's out of goodwill because they like you. They like your brand. They've been with you for a number of They're years. The they want to see you keep doing it. They yeah. want to be there for the whole group. Just reminding them that for you to continue doing what you're doing requires the financial resources. And just saying, hey, you've been listening for 10 years. Chip in something. They're like, well, little chip. Uh, not a whole lot, but you say a bigger ask, setting a goal, letting the community come together. I think we found that out with um, raising money to get a truck one time yeah. after Las Vegas. How did that work? Yeah, when uh, my truck burnt down uh, after Flatoberfest this last year, I was one of the speakers at Flatoberfest, and or my truck was stolen. I've had some pro truck problems lately. Truck I have to problems. keep them straight. <laughs> Fucking my truck was stolen while we were yeah, at the. It was a new truck that burned down. Yeah, the new truck, the tw the replacement truck got burnt down. That's a whole nother fucking story all in itself. But they uh, within days, uh, they had, uh, 
you know, I could have counted on my hands and they had me enough money to get a new truck. So that was crazy. I, I'm still just blown away by that. If you build it, they will come. Yeah. Well, if we promise right now that we're going to do the $10,000 yeah. 24-hour wildest, craziest, most private, most exclusive live stream you've ever seen in your fucking life, people will come up with the 10 grand to see what we'll do, you know. Well, we should go for 100. What okay. are we going to do though? Yes. Well, what for 100 we grand, we're going we might have to get naked and swing our dicks around and stuff. Yeah. Why does it always go there? Why does it always go there? Well, people want to see Ben. People want to see like, why is that always where it ends? We <laughs> spend me right round, baby, right round. Except the, the, ja the jackass model we'll of the MTV. Exactly. Unfortunately, we are that close to uh, Al My Balls and jackass model is in full effect. We just heard Darren tell us how he's reading occult books. And people are probably having the paperback copy in front of them as they're listening to the narration, which is keeping them on track to start from page one to complete the book because the person already wants to finish the book, but having that extra help with a narrator, because believe me, some of those words are weird and hard to pronounce. Having an expert going through, figuring out oh, proper pronunciation. Do not, I, I did not say that. <laughs> I did not represent that. <laughs> the dude can't pronounce a rye. He said, <laughs> There's so many mispronunciations on Audible. I just forgive all the people reading because it's like, I mean, you know, the guy sounds so smart and it's so good. And then you're like, bro, that's not that. That's not the right word. All right, I'll tell you, this word right. not here. I was, don't ever tell him I told you this, but on the uh, on Audible, the first time someone someone uh, left the the review on the secret teachings of all ages, they're like they should have called this the mispronunciations of all ages. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I want to listen to that and yes. follow along oh. in the book to see what words are mispronounced, and then circle them in the book and make a little fun game of it. I think Nair is the biggest genius of all ages. So thank you for sharing this. Yeah. Uh, well, we're just always trying to work on it, you know, trying to figure it out. Instead of whining and complaining, we're just trying to figure out how we can fucking get around it. You know, okay, that broke. So what can we do? I don't want to have a regular job anymore. So Well, it's back to I that. I think what you said is it's a commitment domain. level of domain. intention. You set your intention and you commit 100%. And then you're gone. You're on your way. If you can do those things first, get focused on what you want, and then say, "Done with normal jobs." Like I like, yeah, that's it. No, no more. That's <laughs> a very least funner. Probably more stressful and everything else was funner. But uh, I do have to run, boys. My wife is busting my balls for some dinner, so we appreciate you, man. Nice talk yes. to you. Yeah, always a pleasure. This has been great. This has been great. We'll have to do this again uh, yes. sometime down the road. So where do people find you? Grandamerica.ca. Grandamerica.ca will have links to everything else. But it is. It's Grandamerica.ca. And contact at the cabin for all the trips and events we do that we didn't even talk about. We'd like to have you back to talk about some yeah, of the in-person meetups. We can talk about that kind of stuff. And uh, Grand America Outlawed is the other podcast. 
Beautiful. And roll. We support hey, your have work. Have a great night, man. Thank you. Thanks, boys. I appreciate this. It's been great. You guys have a wonderful weekend. It's a long weekend here, so. And nice yeah, to you too, man. Minka, for real. It really does kind of look like Juan Ayala, doesn't he? Isn't that weird? Dude, I guess I'm his doppelganger. I don't know. <laughs> or he's mine or something. All right, boys. Thanks for coming on, man. It was good to meet you. To figure out the mystery of the Mauis, the Mayos, Mauis, Maoris. It's been killing Marcus not to do this. You get it out of your system. Come on, get some more. I know you got more shit you need to put up over this one. I know you do. Yeah, it feels so good. Hey, get it out. Get it out. Where's David Ike? I want to see David Ike. David Ike, bring up the David. Is this the is this the best one? Is this the best thumbnail? Is this the most popular one? It's it's one of the I wanted to share this one too. Like mm, mm. <laughs> well, that one was that pickable because Wario Mario. We need to make Elon into that. That's true. You got the portal chair here. There's a portal chair, everyone. Leave me hanging on fucking on fucking uh uh Blavatsky over here. You guys are like, we love Blavatsky. <laughs> oh, we love Blavatsky. <laughs> oh, I gave people reference to what they needed to find. If they want to go look at Rene Guinan and see that he threw the whole fucking thing under the bus, but if these guys are making yeah. money reading the audiobooks, we don't want to knock it down too hard. Oh, no, they're going to get a couple dollars. Fucking making money by no means. <laughs> by no <laughs> means. They're onto it. They're cracking the code. I think. Yeah, no, that's freaking. That was fascinating. Beautiful. Definitely not against that. Fucker's just gonna leave me hanging yeah. though. These, these, books, <laughs> these, these books aren't gonna burn themselves. Someone's gonna. That's not you, Sean. Quit, quit owning up to it, Sean. You just sit back. That's <laughs> he's the only one that dropped in and out, blaming his of tech problems. I think he was just like... I, mean, I was tempted to say more, but you know, I, don't, I never met these guys either, so it's like I don't want to, you know, come... We don't want it to turn into theosophical blood sports, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm never afraid to offend anybody. <laughs> Let's find out what we disagree with right now. Ben has what we call a desire, a desire to be disapproved of sometimes. He asked... He asked what I thought of him. <laughs> what the fuck? You fuckers just sat there like, nah, she's great. <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> I, I love David Icke. I really do. He gives me endless entertainment. Lots of fun ideas that I wouldn't have thought about otherwise. And if it comes from some guy called Roshorsky or Rikarski or I don't know. I don't care who it is. That's I love fun. that shirt, Marcus Allen. Marcus, it's beautiful. That is. That's a wild shirt. That is a wizard shirt. If I ever saw one, is it, is it too much? No, it's great. It's okay. beautiful. No, just, beautiful. Just trying to get just enough purple. No, I hope those purple. guys make a million dollars off it. I also found. Oh, yes. I also found it fascinating how many people currently are like in two weeks. You got that many fucking views on ISIS and Vader, huh? <laughs> Like that—that's a shocking amount on a book that's existed for you know, however many years. It's not like that's a fucking new hit book, you know. It's not like he just read Game of Thrones, uh, Winds of Winter or some shit, you know. Like he's been in it for ten years podcasting at least. So if he's saying that's not coming out of his audience, that's he's saying that this is random, random things. This isn't coming out of his audience. He is saying a very small percentage is coming out of his audience. 
so that many people are looking for ISIS unveiled or or at least looking for occult things and finding that to be the one that they should be reading. And to me, that's fascinating given, you know, what fucking year did ISIS unveil drop? Let's look that up. A lot of people are referencing it. And if this is sort of where people are waking up and watching this content that references ISIS unveiled and Blavatsky and all these other figures. Seventy fucking seven. Wow. Wow. That book is 150 years old and it's and it's hotcakes on his fucking on the website. Like, you know, like this is something new. That's amazing to me. It's a classic. Like if you put up something wonderful, like uh, one of my favorite classic books is is uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, you know, I I find most classic books pretty shitty. I thought I, that I thought was he was going to say Box Saga. Um, no, I'm talking about something that's in the more mainstream narrative. I know, I was uh, just joking you. You know, you know, you know <laughs> we got, got some monkeys and some goats and or whatever mm -hmm. the fuck, fucking, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, like, um, but you know, like Count of Monte Cristo, that's a classic, wonderful book. If you yeah. read that. Would you get even remotely close to that many hits in a two-week period as he did with ISIS Unveiled? That's a good question. Well, you wouldn't. I wouldn't. But they did. I'm saying if, if they read Count of Monte Cristo and put that up next to ISIS Unveiled, which, you know, just in the general public, you would think would be a much more broadly appealed book. Right. Would... It's a long book and people who complete the narration of it oh, are so few so technical people might, people might start reading a book release it to youtube and then just see their numbers drop off when they do chapter two and then chapter three no one's watching it and they just don't finish the book but to have someone say i've narrated the entire book knowing that you can start it and you can finish it with the same narrator. It's all here. The quality is consistent all the way throughout. That's a hard book to read. That's a good delivery. That's a well, and that's, I mean, I'm in that market because uh, I look all the time for audiobooks that uh, aren't available. You know they're not available on Audible, so you don't even look. So you go look on YouTube and like Alan said, oh, there's one or two chapters or maybe the whole thing's there, but they don't have it in a playlist. So then it makes mm -hmm. it complicated. Yeah, yeah, it makes it real hard. To and so then I'll just go snag the PDF uh, if it's available and then dump it into a voice to text reader thing. But sometimes that doesn't want to work right, depending on how the what the quality of the PDF is and that kind of stuff. So if you could turn around and find it for two bucks, I'll buy it for two bucks. You know, you know, no problem. Here's my other question. Does this only count for books like that or what are, if these books are currently in publish? Um, do the publishers not get mad about this? Like you've just fucking taken oh, public domain. No, I think it's all public domain stuff. That's their that's their niche is that they're working yeah. with stuff yeah. that's not. Otherwise, they'd have to have contracts and agreements with whoever's holding copyright and all that stuff. Just like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, like when we were talking about, when we were just talking to Richard Knack, it sounded mm -hmm. like he hires the person that reads his audio books. Right. Like, like that's a specific At least, yeah, thing. he's directly working with somebody, exactly. It's very interesting. So basically, you just wait, you know, similar to like these songs where you wait for eventually the 
patent type yeah. thing to run out and then you can do whatever the fuck you want with it is that, has, that the idea yeah. has the happy yeah. birthday song become public domain, public domain yet gross <laughs> or do we still have to go to uh texas roadhouse to hear their variation so that, that there's that goddamn much theme. money on public domain books wow T- time and attention is is money for people it's a it's a currency well we're all working jobs that we we uh go feel like we're going brain dead trying to get them done so you throw the earbuds in and so then mm-hmm. when you start to run out of stuff you look for anything you know you do go find the count of monte cristo uh on youtube but then you don't want to pay 13 bucks a month to youtube and so you're constantly trying to skip the ads and you can't close the screen so then you try to be real careful while you're grinding metal like jim out mm-hmm. in the shop you stick your phone in your back pocket and you touch that fucking screen oh, God damn it. And then it skips your spot, and you're trying to go back two videos, and now the boss is yelling at you because you're looking at your phone. Mm-hmm. So I got dead. a fence post. I got a fence post down below. I see you not. It's a it's a specific set fence post because it's got a little divot in it, and I set my <laughs> phone in that. That's okay. right. <laughs> but see, then the then, the- then Graham and and Darren come along, and they're like, "Bro, we got you covered. Yeah, if you're broke, we'll do it for free. If you want to give us seven bucks, we got fucking books for days." And, and you can you so I think it's a hundred years. I'm still fascinated, and I also and the problem with sales is, is there's no way to make a direct apples to apples comparison because even if he puts what he thinks is a better oh. thumbnail for the other books, like to me, this just is very indicative with the ISIS unveiled. Like we're very stuck into the new age movement and, and I don't find things like chakras and things like that to be new age. I think that they just came and subsumed uh, some of these ideas. Uh, and then the way that they're regurgitated is the new ageness to it. Not that these ideas in and of themselves are old are uh, new, just the way that they are putting them out, you know? And like I, I stated to him, cause I'm apparently the only one that knows how, you fuckers leave me hanging. <laughs> Fucking Blavatsky one shit. I haven't you know? read Blavatsky, so I don't even know how the story ends. So I'm We've not been there doing yet. studying this for like eight months. Quit fucking pretending. Well, I heard she's stinky and she, and she ate a lot. Ben and her both smoke cigarettes, so they got that in common. HP is like hit points, Blavatsky, HP Lovecraft. I don't I don't know my HPs. Hewlett Packard. That's a computer. Hits points. Blavatsky would be a pretty good YouTube name. Hit points. Blavatsky. I love that. <laughs> that's that's genius. Well, quit going outside, you dummy. It's raining. So, public domain after 1976 is uh 70 years after the the life of the author after the life of the author so you're waiting for the author to kick the bucket and then 70 years if it's been published mm-hmm. in 1976 but before that it's i think it's a little bit different well yeah they keep trying to fudge it because they realize how valuable things are like jimmy hendrix when he was alive had no idea how prolific his fortune would become you know, and so he signed a lot of dumb contracts and they never really thought anything about it. And then even after he died unexpectedly, the family still never doubled down and like secured everything. And then 
it blows up to be one of the biggest things that's ever been. And it becomes like a, you know, seriously big, huge multi-million dollar product. And so these companies realize that they're gambling all the time and they don't know, they don't know what's going to happen. You know, Richard Knapp's books might be 10 times more, uh, more popular 50 years after he's passed away than they ever were when he was alive, even though they were popular then. They might want to make them into movies and 3D video games and virtual reality experiences and all this shit that you can't imagine. And so yeah, sometime, sometime in 50 years when when basically you're standing in a world like Pokemon and shit just appears around you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Instead of it being a, a thing you put wear in your face, it's actually a holographic projection that's coming off of the guy next yeah, to you. Hollow deck. Yeah. I also enjoyed. Don Quixote, that was pretty good. Moby Dick was pretty good. I've never read the Brothers. Brothers Karamazov is very good. You would Don Quixote Fortune. Yeah, the other the other ones were pretty good though. I agree, they weren't bad. I mean, I, I'm not that big of a fan. I think uh, it seems like because I've read a lot of old books. And it seems like with old books, the ones that really become more popular were just the ones that they put more effort into it. Like if you ever read uh, things like uh, John Carter, Mission to Mars, I think each one of those books is like 150 pages. There's absolutely no adjectives in the fucking book. You know, they're like, here's the thing. The thing did this thing. They end. Like there, there's not a, a, a lot of wording, you know, as opposed to like a Robert Jordan book where he might spend fucking half a page describing this goddamn thermometer, you know, which has absolutely no relevant relevance to the story whatsoever. You it's know, yeah, it is a nice thermometer. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I got to know what the barometric pressure and climate, humidity, and everything, so I can really immerse myself in the book. Right, right. And so I, I find that the older books, the ones that they really like, you take uh, War and Peace, if you've ever read War and Peace, it's a pretty shitty book, really. You know, I mean, uh, it's interesting because they portray that as, you know, uh, uh, the best betrayal of... Uh, Does War and Peace end in a truce? <laughs> He's fucking... <laughs> <laughs> it ends in a truce or death? A stalemate. Mutual uh, assured destruction, they all die in the end. But, but it's I mean... a bit... It's it's a a you're, you're giving away the ending because it's it should be called war and peace. Yeah, war and peace. Yeah, war, war and peace. War and buffet. Oh, it, should be called, it should be called the author had a weird fucking thing with women with hairy lips. That's what it should have been. <laughs> been called. Because when the hair <laughs> <laughs> not a fucking nice mustache man like it, that's just you know that should have been the end of it like yeah i really like that chick's mustache like, hey you fucking weirdo eastern europe i know about i know about georgian peaches but i heard that georgia is also a country over in europe there so i get confused sometimes about geography oh did you see what's going on in georgia like, uh, that's a fucking huge deal. Like, that lawsuit that was going on against Trump oh. over in Georgia. Well, yeah, they got that lawsuit. You know, they were suing Trump in Georgia. You know, had a big lawsuit. That's one of the states where they were really making a stand. Well, now the prosecutor uh, has fucked up so badly 
and is tied to some of the people from the, I believe the Clint or uh, uh, the Biden campaign and whatnot. And it's so bad that the prosecutor is going to have to quit. And it looks like they're going to get felony charges. <laughs> There's some people wow. getting felony charges over it that were trying to prosecute Trump, which wow. doesn't necessarily uh, stop the, you know, the prosecution of Trump. They could fill in with another prosecutor um, and try to keep pushing forward with this. But, you know, it really makes it real fucking weird like things are and you knew that there was going to be shenanigans and fuckery around all of it anyways oh it's gonna get crazy so crazy where the fuck did you come from yeah i was just digging back there pulling helgi out and he was not back there surprise kitten attack Yeah, I haven't but... seen fluffy butter lumpkins. Yeah, uh, no, where's the croissant cat? Fluffy lumpkins is hiding somewhere. Where's the croissant cat? Yeah, I'd like to see that cat. It's all buttered up. Yeah, he the, he doesn't live Gar- here anymore. Is Garfield in public domain? He should be. <laughs> oh, Garfield's public got treasure. Him. That's some old shit. So seventy years pre what's the law pre nineteen seventy six then? So this basically puts all the hundred years. Hmm. But I'm gonna have to look. I think it used to be a hundred years from the copyright date. Unless you're in Russia, right? Does it depend on country? I'm sure it depends on country. Photo. So we China, nothing matters. So when we play, (laughs) when we play the music, or rather, I play music that i chose i upload it to youtube beforehand to see what the agreement is with the music there was there was some songs that are blocked in certain regions so then i'll go bonus titty (laughs) brian (laughs) bonus titty bonus kitty (laughs) yeah that's my bonus kitty (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know all the cat all the rats are gone thankfully i'm not sure that the cats are that much better but the rats are gone here comes my cat <laughs> God damn it. there he is i'm three o'clock nice that's a cute cat yeah he's a yeah. tough guy he's a he's grumpy little... son of a bitch he's yeah, a, i've seen him out in the garden hunter. yeah now don't get me wrong he's really loving and kind too but he's still like I'm really enjoying this, but I may have to attack you. He sleeps where he wants to. He gets mad if Jim doesn't take him on a walk with him. Yeah, he likes to walk with the dogs. Fuzzy Lumpkins follows me everywhere. That's how that one became an indoor cat. Because like, if I go outside, like yesterday, I was out sawing wood, chainsawing, and he'd run like 20 feet away when I'd start the chainsaw. But as soon as I'd stop to throw wood, he'd come back and hang out. Like, we're just doing stuff. Hanging out. <laughs> I think he's outside. He comes if I calls him. If I call him like a dog, I've never seen anything like it. If I put my head outside and yell for him, he'll come running. <laughs> the bravest cat, cat of them all. You remember Milo and Otis movie? Yes, okay. saw that in the movie theaters. My little brother wanted to see it real bad, so I had to go with. Yeah, had to go. Yeah, I think you've got a star there. On your we hands. saw Star Wars the week before, 
mm-hmm. and that one was for me you know so then my brother got to pick the movie the next week because my dad and mom were divorced at the time and so then my dad would take us to movies on sunday or whatever or he'd take us to the uh, uh bump and tilt the arcade one or the other and so i picked uh star wars and then my brother picked milo and otis so what's the winner out of those two movies knowing what you know now is it star wars the best movie or milo and otis well you know it, it was the star wars with ewoks so i think it was about the same oh, as Milo and oh. Otis. yeah ewoks that's yeah they know more yeah yeah ewoks yeah for sure ewoks versus seahawks who would win ewoks <laughs> Seahawks don't know anything about logs. No. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing about logs. I don't even know what it's I don't think is. Seahawks could even make a net. No. Completely foiled. I think Seahawks are just glorified pelicans anyway, but what do I know? <laughs> I think there's right. like 12 movies since Milo and Otis that are the exact same movie. Yeah. That I, you know, like fucking <laughs> that other people bring up, and I'm just like, and I go to look it up, and it's basically Milo and Otis, like the exact same fucking movie. Like they just keep remaking that every couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I'm always like, I saw that one. But yeah, same movie, same orange cat though. Yeah, change the title of the movie, change the movie poster on Netflix, and then you won't even remember that it's a different movie, but it's the same movie. <laughs> That did happen to me once with books. Uh, fucking, it was called Wizard World, Roger Zelansky. And when mm-hmm. it originally came out, it was two books. And then they put it together and it wasn't called Wizard World. It was two books that were named different. And then Wizard World came out and I thought it was a whole new book. And I got like four chapters into it. And I'm like, why does this shit seem so familiar? I swear to God, I've read this. I'm having deja vu. <laughs> Fucker got me to buy that book again, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's the key. Yeah. New thumbnails. The New secret, art on old books, 100%. Because I, I do that even, like, I can distinctly tell, like, in the 90s, like when I first became an adult and spent a lot of time in bookstores and shit, I can, you can almost feel the art that this was a nineties fantasy book. Like that you could almost feel that fucking art. And then when they put something else on it, it's not even the same book. Like you're like, Oh, there's a different book. Yeah. Yeah, Very, very much so. I think Harry (laughs) Potter had different covers for different regions. One was called the philosopher's stone and it was called something else in a different place. So even the titles have some variation for regions. Yeah. Or like they change the name of uh, do androids dream of electric sheep to Blade Runner and stick fucking Horace and Harrison Ford's picture on the cover. It's like, you guys, this is not, that's not right. That's not, that's not how this works. I know that the Philip K. Dick book inspired the movie, but really they have almost nothing to do with each other. And so it's not right to call it, it's not Blade Runner. Blade Runner is the movie. Do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep is some totally different thing than Blade Runner, you know? And of course, if you put, I get mad if they put a picture of an actor on a book because it's like, I don't want to think about Harrison Ford as the damn lead character. I want my brain to generate the character, not 
on the same token, I bet you it really picks up sales because, like, if you read like Running Man, you know, before oh, Running Man came yeah. out, you know, uh, it was just a Stephen King short story nobody'd ever heard of. You put Arnold Schwarzenegger on the fucking cover, and all of a sudden, everybody knows about it. Flies it. off the shelf. It's right back to the thumbnail yeah. idea. You know? Yeah. Yeah. See a lot of thumbnails. And, and, and I don't know what Zephyr's comment. I had to highlight that. I don't know what the fuck that ties to in any way, shape, or form. But it's an awesome comment. Had a the had a manager. JPP. His name was JP. That's that's just good information. I'm glad to know this. <laughs> Fucking my favorite comment all night. <laughs> that gets a star. Well, yeah. Yeah, no idea what it was in reference to. Like, why the fuck you put that there? But hey, I, I love it. I, I don't know what the fuck it means. <laughs> but when the girl on uh, Total Recall had three nipples, remember when the alien girl ripped her shirt open and she had the extra titty? There was fucking definitely a nipple right. there. Fucking A right. Because, I mean, if the third titty didn't have a nipple, would it even be a titty? I don't think so. No. Definitely not. No. I mean, you could have a nipple with no titty behind it. Like, that that's just a thing. Like, we've got various sizes of amounts of fat behind it. Yeah, I mean, the just nipple. a nipple in the middle would actually technically be a titty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, after the very, it's just, you know, various amounts of fat behind the nipple. The nipple is what counts. That's what's that's what the distinguishing factor is. The nipple keeps score. <laughs> yeah. The nipple yeah, is the titty. part. Yeah, bonus titty. Yeah. That's why the girls on Instagram that remove their nipples and post the pictures aren't very popular. Because, I mean, people try to enjoy it, but the smoothness is not the same as if the nipple is there, you know? It was a fake they replace the female nipple with the male nipple to try to get it to slide by, but then they still get flagged by the AI sensors. They have those bras with the fake nipples in them. Or the fake nipple uh, implants. Yeah, yeah, hard nipple to make it look like you know a bra, so that you look it's like your outside, nipples yeah. are cold and excited and can cut glass and all that stuff. They say, is that pornographic? It, it's it interesting. I was just European this, uh, movie called Babylon, mm -hmm. and uh, it was a movie based on uh, the silent movie movie era and the transition between the silent movie and the uh, odd you know movies with Audible in it audio in them and i uh, maybe i wanted to read a book so you got you got you, you graham's got whoever i got my wife back here she she's the one who always corrects everything i say <laughs> but you know it was the transition to that uh and one of the things that she talked about in there that like they showed a whole scene where Apparently, you know, her nipples were hard and then the other girl got mad, you know, and I, I imagine in the silent movie, movie era, that was a real big deal. Um, where that was, that was pre-code. That was before yeah. there was a code that was enforced Nipple about code. what could and couldn't be shown. Since we're talking about cup sizes, A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, who's going to play the Bee Gees in the Ridley Scott directed film? <laughs> God. <laughs> And if they just uh, showed a little bit more nipple through those silver, is that gold? What color are they wearing? I'd like to That's see fitness gold. was so key back then. Absolutely. Why do they have so much hair? Rockstar <laughs> fitness. It's a sign of good health and shampoo. That, that is a lot of body hair. Prosperous oh, chest hair. And, uh, like that was three Wookiees. Why, why do they have so much <laughs> here? 
That's how you know and you're a real man. Europeans don't care about nipples. <laughs> I, I agree. Like when I was over in Germany, that was a culture shock for me. Freaking uh, when I walked out in the day hall and they had the TV on and they were had there was like a pornographic scene. It was, you know, it wasn't triple X, but it was definitely X, you know, where where you couldn't exactly see what was going on, but you saw everything but that. You're like, I was, who the fuck ordered the porn channel? Like, no, this is just normal TV. This is just, look, <laughs> like, like, just wow. And they don't care about nothing in Europe. No, they have topless news in some places. <clears throat> yeah. Makes it easier to, to watch the news for sure. <laughs> all the straight dudes in the 70s were ripped yeah yeah well I, well I, a lot of that though is too you got to wonder how much uh those guys were not necessarily back then drinking cheap beer all the goddamn time all the time and then and then all the processed foods not being eaten um Awful hard to remain ripped when you're sucking in estrogen all day. You know, that's still just a thing. People don't realize that uh, hops has hundreds a time, you know, multiples over uh, soy and the amount of cytoestrogen that it contains. And yeah, so if you're drinking the IPA and you're touching the receipt, yeah, you're pretty much growing yeah. tits at that point. That was the worst yeah. day of my life when I found out about IPA. That was my favorite beer. I've barely had any for years now. A couple of years. IPA is good. Well, it used to be good. I had one the other day and it sucked. I was like, ugh. Isn't it amazing how you can train your palate? Yeah. Like I I remember the, the biggest lesson for me when I was switching over to just really healthy food was bread. Um, and to switch from normal processed bread to like the grainy uh yeah, bread. It's in it. Yeah, yeah, that that was rough. That was rough. And now I wouldn't. Now it's like the idea of going back. It's like mush in your mouth. And yeah, white like, bread like gets stuck to the roof of your mouth, and like it doesn't chew right. Doesn't have any uh, resistance to the no. to the chompers. You know, yeah. chewing is the key to a strong jawline. Maybe yeah. So you know, it's it's very interesting because it just tells you flat out that you're training that, like you know. Uh, the same thing with like Christy and them, when they first started putting honey in their coffee, they hated it. They, they did not like that at all. And now, now if you give, put hunt or sugar in Christy's coffee, she's like, what the fuck is this? A gas station coffee or something? Yeah. A big part of life is to just allow yourself the time and headspace to adjust because <laughs> whatever you adjust to, you will acclimatize to. If yeah. tomorrow there's no sugar, everyone will get used to not having sugar. I mean, and for a few weeks or months, body. people will lose their minds and some people will stay stuck on it, but it mostly in a psychological way, in my opinion. And then they'll seek out the last of the sugar or they'll pine and wish for sugar. But most people will be like, well, that's over, you know, like leaded gas. Like we're not freaking out that we can't have leaded gas. You know, it's gone. It used to be the only gas we had. We were used to it. You know, so it's good. It's good for combustion. They say right, leaded for gas combustion. for airplanes. Avgas is leaded. And, uh, yeah, well, I'm not saying that leaded gas is bad. I'm saying we're the process of imagining whether or not we get a choice is long gone. 
And so you can do that to yourself and say, I no yeah. longer allow oh, myself yeah. the choice of sugar. I don't want sugar. I'm removing it. Yeah. And I mean, then eventually when you go back, better. yeah, my grandma used to drink so much diet soda that I'd drink it and you get addicted to diet Dr. Pepper or diet, uh, you know, you drink a diet Mountain Dew. And uh, I used to love that stuff. And now if I drank one, I probably throw up. It's so horrible and disgusting and weird. But, you know, I used to drink two or three of them in a row when I was 12. And I thought they were great. And regular soda tasted weird. I remember if I go to my friend's house and drink a regular uh, Mountain Dew, it tastes weird. That you know? diet. Dude, Where's my I aspartame? To, I used to drink a 12-pack of Mountain Dew, like, fucking every day. And then... Hell yeah. And now, all these years later, like, it was probably about six, seven years ago, I bought two Bundaberg sodas because they had a blood orange soda and it was with uh, cane sugar and everything. And I'm just not used to that kind of sugar or anything. And I drank two pops and I three in the morning, I was rolling back and forth in my fucking bed. Oh. Like, ah, what is wrong with me? Oh. <laughs> just in so much pain. I used to love <laughs> rock stars. The rock stars were so good. I got a Ooh. pop machine for work. They had rock stars in it, and I used to make like yeah, I forgot we had that machine in the corner. We would just pump those things. That's just good for productivity. I, I haven't like had rock stars for like four years, but every two years I buy one. Like on a road trip, I'll buy one, and I'll be like, mm. "Oh, it looks so good," and then I won't even drink it. Like I'm scared to drink it. Like uh, I'm not gonna like it. I don't know. I think I had one maybe a while back, and oh, gross. It's going to make me so sick. Yeah. <laughs> terrifying. Your body gets used to not, it gets used to stuff and you can tolerate it. Like if you're eating Taco Bell, like all the time, you don't get the diarrhea. Yeah. You yeah. That's the trick. Just keep eating it. You got to keep well, eating I tell it. That, I tell that story like where my, my great grandpa, when he died, um, it was literally because that the quit getting arsenic. Not giving him arsenic, taking the shit away. He started when he went to the hospital, he started having seizures, and they sent somebody home to check his pills. And the lady that was taking care of him was dosing him with arsenic. Oh, wow. And his body was handling that just fine. But when yeah. he went to the hospital and they quit giving it to him for a day, all of a sudden the lack of arsenic is what fucking fucked him up. Like, that's what he told him. Oh, no, it's this common thing that happens with uh, old people. Like, they go to the nursing home, and then they get strict and say, well, they can't smoke cigarettes and have whiskey. And and then the uh, head nurse will come in and say, bullshit. They're going to have their own little smoking area, and they're going to have their fucking shot of whiskey, or they'll die. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, what you're talking about is even more severe because it's a a little bit more severe than whiskey when you're dealing with arsenic. You guys can keep the arsenic. Just give me that old lace. Well, it, it's just—it's just amazing what the human body can incorporate into itself and then become dependent on. Even. Yeah, it's an like, amazing filter. Fuck yeah, we are fucking—we are microevolution machines. You know, in no way is macroevolution a thing, but microevolution, your body will yeah. micro evolve around things in an extremely short time period. Like, like I mean. If I if I st- stuck to a strict vegetarian diet like uh, you Ben and you Sean, I'd be sick. I yeah. would get sick every day. I'd probably have diarrhea for a month or two months. We better test it out and see how long the diarrhea lasts. <laughs> then good luck having a hamburger. <laughs> I like meat. <laughs> 
Yeah, Christy gets sick if she doesn't eat meat. And then I have to chew her out because she doesn't. So how are the spiders of weaving evolving? And where are we heading? Where have we been? We do have a podcast, so we're trying the audio archive stuff. That's one way we're doing it. That's how we're evolving. I, I we're we're spreading our wings further, I guess. Trying it. I don't know if we made it to Rockfin tonight. We'll have to troubleshoot that. Didn't Did get it any work? message. We didn't make it to Rockfin. No, we're on Rockfin. Are we live on Rockfin? Yeah, I see comments. Annie D said hi from West Arizona. Hi, Annie D. We love you. Maybe I just you know gotta clear, my, clear my cache, my cookies. And didn't Spotify just change terms and now can take your material freely? Don't be afraid. Yeah, there's a there's a number of comments in Pacific Northwest 360. Cheers, gentlemen from Olympia, Washington. Are we live? Cheers. Hell yeah. 240 is live. Okay. I do see that. I do see Annie D there. Pacific Northwest 360. Yeah. Cool. I did it right this week. <laughs> it was it was it was my technology. Uh, maybe what's the I title? A great show, you guys. Yeah, oh, what what's the, the title? title? <laughs> I titled it because uh, I don't know how to do it after the fact, like you guys do. So I titled it "Don't Fear the Grim of America's." <laughs> Perfect. That's great. I remember when uh, when Ben was first, uh, well, he was used to having Jared and then uh, Jared be gone, and the title would be like 27 or something. You know, like, <laughs> Spider. <laughs> well, there we are. I, uh, we So we are on Rockfin. That's on Odin's Alchemy on Rockfin. We'll have to get that link shared, too. Yeah, sorry about last week, guys. Apparently, I, I didn't know that I didn't get it on there last we, week. We could, up, we could upload a video there if necessary. Having the archive is in, is important so that... Redundancy. Yes, but having it uploaded now is great so we don't have to upload 100 episodes in the future at some point. So trying to spread out the workflow as we're moving forward... Working as a team, doing the impossible things, keeping the dream alive, building that field for the angels in the outfield to, for Lloyd to show up. He's been scrubbing toilets in the the um, courthouse Lloyd. for so long. Praise Lloyd. Praise Lloyd. And yeah, I, I will get back to doing my own episodes eventually. I just got too much shit going on. and Springtime. I know. I yeah. was thinking about flow state. Should we do a quarterly flow state? I would love to once do a flow state once a month. I think once a month might even be too often. Let's do a quarterly flow state and tell people. Well, I, got some real, I got some just real kidding. good for uh, flow state. Actually, that I was actually just thinking about. Um, that's funny that you mentioned flow state because I was like, got the books ready. Yeah, I'm, I agree. Let's start a flow state back up here soon yeah i got keys to the kingdom of alchemy that one's a real that one's a real good one. Oh, beautiful mm -hmm. uh, so this is uh basil valentinius uh and it what it really basically is is it takes and it shows like the the different uh alchemy uh cool. illustrations and whatnot 
So then this one would be uh, this, that particular illustration that I just showed. It it says Mercurius duplic duplicitous aqua regia and or the butter of antimony holding two caduce. So it oh, breaks damn. it down to the more, uh, you know, the aqua regia is, uh, you know, just a form of acid. It's hydrochloric and acid mis uh, mixed, which is what you use because like uh, your platinum level elements are really hard to break down. Uh, they don't break down real well and even in acid. So aqua regia is like a super strong acid specifically for platinum level elements like gold and whatnot. Um, the exposed swordsman in this picture is representative of the Islamic aqua regia. And so this entire thing then is it showing what this whole picture is uh, breakdown alchemically and what's supposed to happen in a laboratory and what all this represents. So a pretty cool book. Uh, the 12 keys of Basil Valentine. Um, a few other weird ones I've picked up. That I thought would be real nice to read in that. Cool. We should probably get the probably the greatest author of all time to come and join us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask uh, him what he thinks of these things. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. No. Is the authors of all time. Obviously F. Gardner. Obviously F. Gardner is the F. greatest. F. F. Gardner. <laughs> Doors open any any Saturday that you're. Any. You're ready to Wednesday or Saturday, yeah, or any any day of that matter. Oh, any if they any day. Red phosphorus instead of chili powder on the Constitution. They were probably trying to make shake and bake meth. <laughs> for for climate change, for, for the climate, climate to not change. change. We don't want the climate to change. We want the climate to remain the the same. I, I don't understand what the yeah. climate's doing. Is it man-made climate change? That's these man guys. Made. Oh, it's dudes that did it this time? Yeah. Well, if you'd call those two guys dudes. Kind of. They did it. Yeah, he's got his hands up. He's guilty of it. It's pink. Why is it? Why is it I bet you, if we type their names in Extinction Rebellion, they probably pop up. I think they are part of that group too. I didn't My hands are red. Rebellion. Oh, they're caught red-handed against the Constitution. You know, if Nicholas Cage, Nick Cage hasn't said anything ass. yet. <laughs> uh huh. Well, these cops are masked. Jinx, you owe me a rock star. I owe you a rock star. On a Jim Morrison. <laughs> I gotta tell you though, those two security guards did not look like particularly threatening at a, in any way, shape. Well, they escorted those guys way. over there and told the crowd to back up so the cameras could uh, set the lighting. You know, those big bright things that reflect the light versus the light mm -hmm. with the diffusion filter on it. And they're like, "All right, in five, four, three, yeah." Well, and it's funny because all they did was like really let. You're pretending like this had any meaning whatsoever. They're just going to clean the glass off. <laughs> like it didn't do anything. Yeah. It brought attention to climate change. And in what climate can you live wearing shorts and sandals without socks? 
<laughs> Your toe's going to get cold sometime. That's right. Well, I assume that this is in New York, so they're hoping that the climate's getting uh, warmer because them Jesus sandals there are not hanging out in the winter. The mask security DC. guards are looking pretty, pretty fashionable. Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. It's all the at the real crime sandals and socks. <laughs> no socks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wear moccasins most of the time. I love I love uh, slippers when I can. Yeah, cowboy boots. Screw yeah, I mean, boots or moccasins. Those are the only two options. Yeah, life's too short to be tying you stuff up on your feet. Working? Shut up. Life is horizontally challenged, or is it vertically challenged? <laughs> It's smell is entry challenged. Life doesn't lay down like smell uh, is entry. What's that guy who got pinned down by the little people? That Swift novel. Lilla, Gulliver Swift. Is it, is it Gulliver who got pinned down to the earth? Is he causing climate change? Gulliver? Yeah. He got pinned down by my wife and her people. <laughs> the Lilliputians? <laughs> yeah. Little Puttians. I thought that was like a mini golf reference. No, it's 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 in reference to my wife and her family. The Lilliputians. Yeah, Lilliputians. That's a well, great. Ben's name. not exactly a, a towering basketball player of a man either. I'm not. I'm not. I'm only. I'm only five foot nine. Just you know, like five foot nine, five foot nine and a half, something like that. I'm I'm barely over average height, and their shower head hits me like right here. Like it's a <laughs> shower head. Like they built the house custom, so it's built for all of them. For and the it, Lilliputians. It's like right here. I'm like, oh great, it's a nipple wash. Yeah. <laughs> wow, a Marcus is a giant among men. That camera is it's, it's nine feet high right now. And, and yeah, he's, he's over the top of it. Alan Marcus is about six four, isn't he? I had I to kind of reach a, up to hug him. I think he's seven fifteen. It's just call me a Nephilim. Did you yeah, yeah, per Christy is perfect size because I'm not very big myself. I'm only five foot nine, so <laughs> so is the most efficient way to be hygienically clean is just to have a, a really tall barrel and then you just dip yourself in and dip yourself out. Because a bathtub is maybe extravagant and a jacuzzi is too big. Is it an acid wash or like a with or without jeans on? A bleach? Well, I know you really kind of want to go more basic with the washing. That's why you use the lye. So then you got more of a basic type thing. You don't really want to go acidic. Hmm. You know, you get too much lye though. You use some good old lye soap and you get too much lye in one spot. Ooh, that's uh, it got some heat to it. You don't want to get that on your sack. No, that's bad. It's bad ballet. <laughs> and the worst oh, part is that's like the first part you go to wash. So you're like, rub, 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 rub. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> heat hits. You're like, oh, fuck, hot spot of lie. Oh, somebody didn't mix the lie very well. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> I never made my own soap, but that's a good idea. Yeah, Probably mixing the, getting the lie 
you know, evenly distributed is key. <laughs> That's what the Jesuits have been working on for years. Those, those geese by your house, you could probably make some really good soap with the goose fat if you harvested enough oh. of those geese by your house. I made a joke about Jesuits getting the lie even spread. They like the lie yeah. spread evenly. But yeah, the, they use that fine screen and they sift it out over, you know, this to North America, <laughs> South America. <laughs> There's a plant in every group. Some of them are aubergine. That's aubergine. I know what that means. It means eggplant. Eggplants. <laughs> That's one I can't eat. I get the shits from that one. It's from eggplants. Yeah. I don't do well with nightshades. Sunny side up. <laughs> yeah, just nightshades, period. I don't do well with nightshades. Nightshades are good. Yeah. Tomatoes. They make me sick, though. I had a really nice egg egg salad sandwich in Reno one time. And uh yeah, I don't think I made it to the outside of Reno. I wasn't even supposed to stay in Reno and I end up staying in Reno. Like, nope. <laughs> Need a bowl. Need a bowl now. <laughs> so where can we share more memes with each other? On the telegram. On the telegram. I would think. Be a great place to share some memes. It's a fun place. It's a fun place. So that's interesting with those guys. Basically, almost they had to make like a separate whole thing in order to make any type of money because then their actual Grimerica doesn't do shit. You know, they, they once they had because like that was fascinating. So like when I look you know, at my show and I look at uh, places where they put recommendations. So this, that's why it was so interesting when he was talking, like I found fucking recommendations, like behind like Korean girl changes her mini skirt. Like why the <laughs> fuck would somebody watching that want to watch a video of me doing alchemy afterwards? Like that, it makes zero fucking sense. Same yeah, thing. You know? Costume changes are magic. Same, and, same, same. It's true. Yeah. So, you know, once they started doing YouTube friendly videos, then all of a sudden YouTube magically starts putting them in front of people that want to see their shit. <laughs> like, right. And they were talking to YouTube, whoever is a human at YouTube. They were probably getting direct emails sent back and forth, and they just had to keep pushing. And that's kind of where we're at, where we don't want to leave YouTube. We don't want to go to a private hangout place where it's difficult to find us when everyone's on YouTube and everyone's yeah. chatting on YouTube. That's where the yeah. action is. It's you see that was like shows way bigger than any of than we are in any way, shape, or form. Talk about this, like Sam Tripoli. He talks about how after he got banned from YouTube, it just basically is a strangle on his show. You almost have to have the YouTube there, even if the primary amount of uh, content isn't on YouTube. You at least need the fishing line. You need a fucking uh, a fucking bobber in the fucking in the YouTube pool at the very least. And that's the same with Twitter and other social media. It seems if you don't have a presence there, then you don't exist, and people don't keep up with you. 
It didn't look weird. That is fun sized. I married her. She's my fun sized wife. I think Mr. Fuzzy Lumpkins needs a YouTube channel. Does Mr. Fuzzy Lumpkins need probably probably get to a thousand subscribers faster than we will and all of our effort here? He's for sure. He would for sure get to a thousand faster than we would than we do. Like I, I am in shock at how much mm -hmm. harder that is than it was. I, I think when I started my channel like four years ago or something, four or five years ago. Here's our uh, QR code for our YouTube channel. Showing that I showing that to people watching our YouTube show is probably not going to get us a lot of extra traction. Pull out your phone <laughs> that you're watching us. You guys can it. screenshot that's, this now. That's just like your it. opinion, man. <laughs> I'm just saying they're already watching the YouTube. We live they, in a digital world. No, man, well, that was he put that up there for the people that are on Rockfin. Right. <laughs> we love Rockfin. We love Rockfin. We love YouTube. We love the Grimerica gang. That was a lot of fun. I I I, I wish uh, uh, Graham would have stuck around for a minute. I did want to uh, tell him that you know, you know my uh, feelings about uh, uh, Blavatsky did in no way you know transfer to them. We, we forgot to invite you on their program, so now now we'll just invite <laughs> you on their program and make that happen. So you get some more one on one time with them. I, I have uh, not really been doing any any, any uh, interviews, but I've kind of pulled back from that. Winter's off is is a highly respectable thing to do. Well, I just had too much shit going on in life, you know. I mean, slowed down. Like, you know, there's other stuff outside of the stuff that is public. Like, fucking, I still don't have a, a vehicle. I have not. I've left my farm once since October. Like. I still don't got a truck. Now I had to hire a guy. I had to hire an appraiser, which uh, the insurance company originally came back and said my truck was worth $3,500. You know, and I told them to get fucked. And I've been telling them to get fucked for months. They've worked their way up to $9,000. And finally, I had to hire an independent appraiser. And the independent appraiser is like, uh, your truck's worth over $24,000. So big difference. Big difference. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know. We're going from there with it now, but they've been dicking me around and dicking me around real bad. Um, it's a pretty shit situation. And then, like, they they literally committed fraud, just committed fraud, not even a little bit. They gave me a valuation at, for, for $3,500, they told me my truck was worth. And then they told me that they called these two dealerships and talked to these two dealerships. And the dealerships had told them, you know, quoted them this. You have those two in the other room? Yes, okay. Um, and then, so I called the dealerships that they supposedly talked to. And it's like, you, you're telling me you have a, a F-250 with a 7.3 diesel in it for $3,500? I want to buy that fucker right now. That's four by four. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? And they never talked to the dealerships, literally either dealership. 
they they totally made it up, totally made up the names, totally made up the, the one guy. They supposedly talked to a Jerry at the one dealership. And the guy's like, I've worked here for two years. We don't have any Jerry, man. And nobody talked to these people. Like, they just made this shit up. It's, yeah. just, uh, it's Jerry's last name, Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking. So the whole the whole thing has just been absolutely insane from front to back. And then when they and then it's hilarious because then when I'm arguing with them, they're like, because I'm like, listen, I looked on the I all I did was type my truck into the Googles, and I'm like, here's two ads, three ads, six ads for my truck and I take screenshots and send them to them and they're like oh yeah but the way the system works the law is I'm like you guys aren't fucking following the law you're fucking breaking it that's why you committed fraud but now you're telling me you you know doing what's right is against the law fuck you you fucking liar so I'm turning them into the department of insurance I fucking forced them because they had 10 days to give me all the paperwork for these valuations and I had to fucking force it because then they told me, they're like, oh, those valuations weren't no good. You don't want those. I'm like, the fuck I don't. I fucking want them because I'm turning your asses in. That's insulting to the legacy of a great truck who will be remembered. Yes. Always. That was a phenomenal it was a great truck. Take my hat off and put it over my heart. Yes. And they're and they going to buy me a fucking new one. And now, like I said, next week. Next week, I got somebody else on my side that's an expert that's like, no, that truck's worth a lot. (laughs) Let's get a truck expert on the stream sometime. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. Mm. It'd be nice to talk about. If we're going to do that, I think we need to make it a little bit more exotic and get like a Romanian truck expert. Right. And then, you know, Mm. I didn't talk about it. Whatever. It doesn't have to be Romania. You know what I mean? It could be like. Hong Kong truck expert. That'd be pretty good, you know. My my dream truck is a 7.3 power stroke diesel 4x4 dually. That's F350, so it's got the full second, you know, four full doors. <laughs> that's, I had that's a question so for Gramerica that I didn't get to ask them today. And that was, did the shit already hit the fan? Right. And I think it did. Question. If we'll have to it bring did, him back and ask him, what should we do? What are we doing? What should we all do? No, it's a big question, but that is a big question. And I do think the shit already hit the fan. We're we're already deep, deep in it, and you know that's part of why we don't notice. Like, was we're so caught up into it, you know. I think in in generations, uh, you know, to come, they're gonna look at us and be like why didn't you guys do something? Like, how did you not notice like this crazy ass shit was happening and you guys like just let it happen. You know, I, I think we're going to get looked on real harshly if we don't start doing something. And the whole thing is, is while they wrote into the constitution and whatnot, these things about overthrowing the government, just like he was saying, that's on us an educated, uh, competent public that was supposed to be responsible for that. We weren't supposed to just hand the keys over and go, eh, do what you want. We were supposed to also maintain. Like, it was basically like, you know, like when you were uh, uh, getting in fucking uh, 
driving school the way the instructor had a little wheel and a fucking brake pedal on his side also <laughs> like this is the way yeah. it, the system was supposed to run like so we can go no no we're not doing that yeah. and and yeah Sorry, yeah we gave away the keys we said nah you go ahead and drive we 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 feel like we should have a good enough representative that we don't have to do this and and we wanted to be lazy and you know, this is where we end up at. And and it's where you're going to end up every fucking time when you do that. If you are not taking an active hand in your own course, don't expect it to go anywhere you want it to go. <laughs> yeah, we trust you, instructor. I'm just going to take a nap here for a minute. You can drive me, drive me to the place. Yeah. Sleep. Yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> leave jesus yeah. a good review on uber or is he a lyft driver you know i've i've heard that he listens well but he crashes a lot so i mean that's the reviews i was seeing on it <laughs> he he can drive over the water to deliver <laughs> your packages i think he works for for uh amazon he drives a duck boat yeah, why not? Yeah, like one of those James Bond cars. You just keep going. Oh, yeah. The Lotus. Is it Esprit Lotus? You could just Let's just get James Bond on the stream. I got a lot of questions for the guy. Yes, book James Bond. But yeah, I would have liked to have uh, fleshed out some of the equipment. I already talks. reached out about a truck expert. We'll see how it goes. Excellent. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I... I uh, I would have liked to have fleshed out the occult talk so they understood my, you know, I wasn't just being a shithead, you know, that there's a, a substantial amount. Of course, it would have helped if some other fuckers would have backed me up a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> I think you need to stick with this. You should have backed me up thing for the rest of our time. It's at least lasting through this show. Just got to hear the beat. I'm going to bring it up at least one beep. or three more times in beep. the coming weeks. too. If you're backing up, we got to hear the beeping sound so we know you're backing it. Fuck no, it's gonna come out of the blue every time. Every time. It's gonna come from inside your mind. 